Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 116 for February 20th, 2010. Thank you very much for joining us. I've got my wonderful panel of epic dudes. First off, Michael Tidwell. Epic dudes? Epic Why? dudes. Because we can't find any girls? Well, yeah. It's better than saying my epic fail panel of no girls. Well, the epic fail of the last start was good enough. Well, this is our third attempt at starting, yes. <laughs> I, I admit that. Okay, let's but this one's, this one's going. See, I see the squigglies on your guys' audio track. We're good this time. We appreciate that. Yeah. Plenty of squigglies. I, appreci- I like being a squiggly. I appreciate Manny Marino. Hi. Jin Yen Kwai Le. What? Happy New Year. It's the oh, year of the tiger, okay. everybody. <laughs> wow. It's the year of the tiger. All right. Boom, boom, boom. That's what they should do. They should totally just take that song for the year. Be well, I'll find out when I go to the Chinese New Year Parade today. <laughs> Wait, why is it today when Tet was last weekend? Oh, it's because everybody works. I don't know. <laughs> this one's in honor. This one is in honor of the uh, the World of Work. That was the honor of the World of Warcraft Lunar Festival, Mike. That wasn't the Chinese New Year. No, so you say Happy no. Lunar Festival? Happy Did you Lunar Festival, yeah. <laughs> that started February 14th. So No, because my, my friend had her tip party last <laughs> Instead of throwing out necklaces at Mardi Gras, they're throwing out collectible card game loot cards. It's great, you know. Wow, oh, that's so nerdy. just be so nerdy, I know. <laughs> Speaking of vanilla, Phil Van- Willis. Phil Willis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's worse than the insult we had from last time. And what does that make you, Manny? The token chocolate? Oh. oh hey, baby, man. everyone loves dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Okay, if they're going with chocolate and vanilla, I'm going to go way over here. <laughs> yeah, what does that make you? <laughs> nah, I think uh, I think Mike's the strawberry. Uh, oh, what? No, he's more, he the, just getting he's more the Crisco. All right, let's go. <laughs> the Crisco. <laughs> He's very filling, but he's he, he you know he he, he just oh, can't wow. take him on his own. Or do we just don't say that? Don't oh, is no. that a bad thing. Oh, that was bad. oh, let's move on. All right, time to move on <laughs> to feedback from last week's show. <laughs> feedback. I still yeah, need, I still want jingles. Feedback. Say what? Feedback. Can't wait for this week's feedback. We're starting off great. Oh, this yeah. is going to be great. So last week's topic was uh, complaining about reviews. So I got you guys to to get, weigh in on your thoughts on my opinions of reviews and how they should be written. So first off, I've got uh, input from Mr. Panda. Says, I listened to the discussion on review scoring, and I have to say I side with Chris. Woo, that's one for me. Uh, I think review scores should reflect the opinion. 5, I know. Uh, reflect the opinion of the reviewer, not the assumption he's making on how others are going to perceive it. One problem I have with game reviews is that they tend to be so mechanical. They don't take into account that sometimes games can be more or less than the sum of their parts. I think we have all played a game that seemingly has can done we, everything can we pause right. right there? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how many reviews I've read where this game is better than the sum of its parts. I mean, that just seems to be the cachet. So uh, the fact that people don't see that in reviews is kind of shocking. Um... Fans of the genre will really appreciate this title. I don't honestly think I see it enough. I think a lot of reviews, they may even have a phrase in there about how it is less or more than some of its parts, but when the focus of your review is breaking it down and complaining about each part individually, it just that is the focus of your review, regardless of how you try to just patch it up by summing it up at the end. 
Yeah, I've seen, well, you know, you see it in, on even our reviews where the scores will be a little bit on the low side or the high side, but the but the final number is is off by a point or something if you were to average those out. Oh, yeah. I, you know, but I agree with you. Yeah, when you sit there and rant and that, you know, we sit there through your review and you rant, you know, on the, the, the game the whole time and just have a couple of nice things to say and you give it a four out of five. Yeah, that doesn't just that doesn't make sense. Well, that's when your text doesn't match your score. I mean, obviously, if you rant about everything, it shouldn't have a good score. But if you rant about one thing and you really like something else, and then you give it a semi-high score, I don't see anything wrong with that. You must what you liked must well, have been better than what well, you Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to get at more of a, a thematic, an issue with your writing style in general. Is if you are reviewing with a paragraph by paragraph breakdown of each individual component, then you know it does give the impression that your score is reflecting on the components of your of the game. But that's what everybody does, pretty much. Uh, well, no, they, I, that's something that you know. Honestly, we do that a lot because that's just our tradition. Is like we like to give you in-depth perspectives on each component of the game. But there are other sites that don't. They approach the the game uh, review more holistically. It's it's just I, a different I hear, style. I hear the criticism mm-hmm. a lot being uh, the difference between critique and uh, a consumer report. Yeah, I mean, it, is that yeah, what that makes sense. To? Yeah. We're obviously critiquing. Yeah, We're not just giving uh, the overall. I think it's obvious from last week. I'm more of a fan of the critique than the um, consumer report because the consumer report is just too, too breakdownish. Oh, I, hey, oh, I, I don't yeah. need to know how it scores in each area. You know, I just want a vacuum that works. Does that make sense? No. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm, I'm being an idiot. All right. I think we've all I'll played take, a game. Oh, so what's that? I was going to take a different angle that I don't really like reviews. What I like is like uh, what we're doing here, just a bunch of people having conversations about why we liked a particular game and yeah. really our personality shine and know, like, oh, he likes these kind of games or this guy really hates GTA-style games. So when he says he likes the new GTA game, that really means something. Or this guy hates yeah. traditional yeah. Japanese RPGs. And that's but what spoiled me. Is that that is I think that's influenced me a lot about how I consume reviews lately. It's just having this podcast format where I learn these people's opinions and I'm able to tell what they like and I want to know what they like more than you know. Well, any sort I've of always... objective review that's uh, that's really changed how I consume them. So I think that's starting to un- help me understand why I feel at odds with review systems lately. I've mm-hmm. always felt that you shouldn't just you know read the review and take it at face value you should find out about the reviewer and if you like their kind of games you're gonna get more from the review i mean obviously and you know there's I, some okay i do a lot of tactical things and i like the tactical things but if you don't like tactical rpgs and i'm giving them good scores it doesn't matter to you no it doesn't um here there's some of that later on let's let's keep going with the feedback um panda continued to say i think we've all played a game that seemingly has done everything right but it just isn't all that fun to play likewise sometimes a game can be really addictive and fun even though you can't really put your finger on why i his suggestion is that we put a short summary of the review one or two sentences long together with the score even if people would skip to the re- skip the review to see the score they'd probably read a summary if it were really short so that's his way of dealing with people who don't want to read the text and just go right to a score uh, then just read the bottom of it anyway it's just the, the, there's the a difference if you're concluding and wrapping up a written piece versus actually trying to give a summary well no that's what most people the last paragraph is the conclusion yeah, so i mean i think well-written stuff a conclusion isn't just a summary of everything you said but well no 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 it's a, but it's not a summary of what i said but it's a summary of the review Mm-hmm. Which may or may not, you know, yeah. That's where you do hear things like, "Well, if you do like this genre, then this is the game for you," kind of thing. And, yeah, I, you know. I just don't think it works out that way all the time when you're writing. But I, I have a question though. Well, it it seems like, yeah, you're right. What's that? I, it seems like a lot of the confusion comes from like the difference between can we enjoy a two point five or a three point five, or does this 
0.5 equal bad or this 0.5 equal good? Yeah. Would it would it be, there be less confusion if we'd use a different kind of scoring scale or something like that? Oh, no point five. No do two. we really want? We don't want to get into that, do we? All right. <laughs> I, I was about to say, is that the sound of a can of worms I hear in the background? That that is a t- oh, that is us in particular. That is a ask. that is like a seven year old argument, Manny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On our site, <laughs> this is also our third scoring system, so it hasn't really changed. There there are some among us, even on this show, that preferred not having point fives. So I, I will, yes, uh, you know, I, yes, point I, fives are evil. Point fives are ill. Oh my gosh! I, I will tell you. I, I, let's let's I will, not let's not let's not just you know. I, I will tell you that I've gotten into the, the habit of just going straight to the you know when there's so many reviews out there and stuff. I go right to the last paragraph and get to the conclusion. If what I see in the conclusion interests me, then I go up and read some of the rest of it. Oh, that's an interesting it, idea. Yeah, that's, but you spoiled that's, the whole piece for yourself, then, haven't you? I, no, I, I do that. God, especially with IGN reviews. Oh like well, yeah, I just go to the last like, page. I need a Kindle just to read those. You know, that's. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a that's a joke that you guys oh, listening at home won't get because I don't have that in the show. For and me. even then, it's like, <laughs> you know, they they go even more in depth than we do. And sometimes I just like you just start skimming paragraphs. You're like, I don't care. Yeah. You spend, I think once I, I read a review and it was five paragraphs about the sound and the music, and I'm like, oh my gosh. There, there's two in depth. Yeah, I think that's the threshold there. Um, okay, so. You know, oh, what's that, Manny? I was going to say, you know whose reviews I've always enjoyed, even though this is a little bit harder, I don't think we could ever do it, is the game trailers, because uh, it's a the quick video two minute wrap up. Yeah. yeah, they they show you instead of just telling you. Yeah, and instead like, of having to convey emotion with lots of extra words, you can just pick it up through the sound of their voice and stuff, and you can just tell how they feel about the game. I love that. And, and instead of saying, like, this music is really good because this and this, like, hey, this music is awesome. Take a listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah. It's a lot better because it, it helps you decide for yourself. So, like, the parts where they need to be subjective, they can be. But that, that I think, does a better job of being the quote-unquote objective review than anything else because they are showing you and letting you listen to the components of this game and letting you decide for yourself. I love that, which I guess is more... It's so so objective, it's subjective? No, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be quiet. All right, so um, Max Storm, who's our editor-in-chief, wrote in. Uh, he said, Poor Chris <laughs> seems to be part of the Metacritic curve. A two-and-a-half game can be enjoyable to a reviewer, but it's still, quote, below average, unquote. But however, my experience with White Knight Chronicles was really a lot like Chris's. I'd be open for White Knight Chronicles 2, even if it changes a little, but I don't think White Knight Chronicles 1 is something that I'll remember as being a favorite. Not saying I didn't enjoy it, it clearly has its moments. I also completely agree that a reviewer's enjoyment should factor into a review, but it can't be the sole basis for it. We have game FAQs with us for that. <laughs> we have game FAQs. Love that. And I guess I, I would only Great. respond and say I never meant fanboy opinion should be, should be the whole basis of a review, but... Um, I think there's a difference between the game FAQ style and what I was trying to go for. But all right, fair enough. Let's let's listen to what other people have to say. You guys heard me enough last time. Took another. This is from Litharose. Says took another listen to the review part today, and I can't see what's wrong with Chris's take on how games should be reviewed. That's two for me, by the way. The number and rubric are what I look at first in a review. No matter how the reviewer may want it read, then I skim. Then I skim the text of the article to get a better idea of what the reviewer thought of it. All of the finer. Rep- points that numbers simply can't explain anna said this isn't how games are reviewed i'd like more clarification on that unfortunately she can't be with us today she's well, sick um <laughs> I, I don't get that either because we explicitly have part of the re- of the proofing process does the text match the score mm-hmm. so 
if the number says, you know, sound is good, we expect words about sound being good. If the number says well, the graphics just to, crappy, just to give you an example here, and not to pick on Andrew, but, you know, we like to pick on Andrew, his Torchlight review, did we feel that I that, don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that I, proofing process fails us, you know? Well, the, also remember that first reviews are the ones that seriously get critiqued. And, oh, you know, okay. when you second opinions and third reviews and things, they... Well, you they well it, again. Torchlight didn't everybody complain about Anna's text matching the score as well? Uh, they did. It did, <laughs> but but the number was lowered because of it. Okay, well, never mind then. All right. So the, you're saying that's an example of our proofing process actually working to make that better? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Um, he give, um, Litha Rose gives a scale here of how he reads our review ratings, so I figure I'd share that. Um, one is awful. Two is mostly awful. <laughs> mostly awful. <laughs> Not quite awful, but mostly awful. Mostly awful. Two and a half through three and a half, low to high average, enjoyable but not original, or containing some great ideas but badly executed. Um, four, great but for a flaw or two. And five is, get this game now! Or, I really can't find a flaw in this game. Which, I'd love to see that one. Um, <laughs> all right. So there's... What? Boy, can't find a flaw in a game. Mm. That just worries me, the fact that I can not think of a game where there isn't some flaw somewhere. So this one's from Phil, so I'm going to do a reading of Phil. Part oh, of good. me certainly agrees with Chris about the scorn and the perspective. <laughs> it would be good if readers got to know reviewers in the way he speaks of. I don't think it really happens that much. Some readers do pay attention to reviewers on that level, but I do not believe most do. Regardless, is it fair for me, as a staff member and representative of the site, to give, let's say, Dragon Quest Origins a 2.0? Because I, personally, don't like the non-linear approach it takes. Or I abhor the strategy-based battle system. I think the credibility of the site would go down quickly. While reviewers are subjective, we have to maintain at least some level of professional objectivity in doing our reviews so, as a site... We have some level of consistency. Not a perfect level, just hopefully a good one. Well, <laughs> how many times do you read I a review? That, I give that voice acting a three out of five. <laughs> Ooh, three out of five, I'll take Somebody, it. Very somebody's nice. right. This is this is it's really really close to how Resident Evil One was voice acted. <laughs> Something the chat room suggested. Don't My... open that door. <laughs> I don't know. How many reviews have you read on mainstream sites where the guy says, yeah, I don't really like JRPGs, but... <laughs> and you're just like, then why did you get this game? <laughs> why? Well, someone well, said, oh, here's all a right. JRPG. Now, this this, guy doesn't like this is interesting um, because this opens up its own little can of worms where should you really make only the fanboys of a series review that series? Is that fair? Oh, see, we, we don't go that far. Okay. Fanboys, we actually try to avoid as well. I mean, um, well, I mean, you got the choice between the the StarCraft two, the StarCraft one guy, the guy who plays it all the freaking time. Should he be the one who reviews StarCraft two? Or well, this is not obviously for our site, but obviously. StarCraft two is just on my mind for reasons I'll get to later. Um, or should you have it be the person who's just not familiar with strategy games whatsoever to see how like an outside person would have an opinion of this game and how it appeals or speaks to them? In an ideal world, you'd have both, right? But yeah. a lot of sites don't have the time right. or the resources. Mm-hmm. Well, you also have the thing of that's not either question. You're, the, the true question of that should be, should we have the guy who loves StarCraft play it, review it, or should we have the guy who hates it, review it? 
and that's where you kind of say, okay, well, we probably want the guy who's a bit objective, which kind right. of goes back to that other argument. You know, do you want somebody who's going to try to, you know, rate the game based on, you know, somewhat objectively based on his merits rather than subjectively based on his own? Well, at the same you know, time, though, it, 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 is, see, I would is rather... it fair to have something being reviewed by somebody who's not part of the target audience? Right. That's the other thing is, I mean, if we're talking about StarCraft Two. I would rather have a review from someone who liked StarCraft 1 and could tell me what was different, what was better, what was worse, than someone who didn't like StarCraft 1 and therefore already has a bias against StarCraft 2. Because honestly, if I'm thinking about StarCraft, and I think I agree with you, Mike, because if I'm thinking about buying StarCraft 2, it's probably because I like StarCraft 1, so I want the opinion of somebody who, who played StarCraft liked 1. StarCraft 1. I think it's right. more useful in general. I, I'd be very interested to hear what the other person had to say, especially since ideally they would be taking the time to form a constructive argument rather than just ranting against it in a message board. But, but what, um... if it's, what, if it's a, what if it's a game, what if it's the first game of a series in a genre that you would normally only play if the game was, you know, was really good. Do you really want to read somebody who really loves it, like a class of heroes, for example, you know, hardcore dungeon crawler type of thing? Do you give that game to somebody who ha- who loves those hardcore, you know, dungeon types? Do you want to read that review, even though you yourself aren't really into that genre? Uh, it's funny because now, now that you put it that way, I want it by the person who thinks most like me. Right. And this. Well, there I- you go. <laughs> but if I, but if I like the dungeon crawlers, I would rather read a review from someone who likes dungeon crawlers than someone who doesn't. I think. I think in general, you're going to want the the dungeon crawler person just to to so that. In the case where it isn't some like par excellent game that's going to have wide main wide st- mainstream appeal, you like, probably and- want somebody familiar with the genre to tell you whether or not this is the one you should get versus all those other ones who came before. Right is what Especially I'm thinking. I mean, what do you think, Phil? Yeah, yeah. I mean that that makes a lot of sense. I, I, mean, I think this is what. I, oh, go ahead, Phil. Go ahead, go ahead Nanny. No, I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> Phil first. Phil first. <laughs> <I was> just, <laughs> you know, it's you know, it's it's a tough call, but yeah. At the at the end of the day, um, I think most of the people that read read game reviews are are pretty savvy about what they like and they don't like or whatnot, and. And so I want to read, you know, I'm going to read reviews mostly about genres I like, and therefore I want to read the reviews written by people who, who have played a number of those games in those genres, which they're only going to do if they really like them, and be able to write from that perspective because that's the perspective I'm coming from. Hmm. But, I think that brings up two interesting points, though, is that yeah. um, you said peop- it seems like most people already know what they're going to buy, and they read reviews to validate their opinions. Mm-hmm. And... Mm. A lot of, I feel like I'm at I that re- point, but that's because I go to trade shows and I get a chance to try these things. Yeah, know. but I read reviews outside of the genre because I but don't. Me, le- I don't. I'm on the fence, or you know, someone. Let told me ask me you this, this though. So why would you read a review when you can just ask? Would you would you trust a reviewer, or would you just ask one of us at the site what we think? Have we played it? Like, all right, Emmanuel, you know, you play a lot of Halo. What do you think of Reach? Or well, right, I do that too, but I also want to see what the subjective, you know, I want to read a lot of different opinions, and so I literally hit up Metacritic and start, you know, hitting the reviews high and low to see what people liked and disliked. Oh, but my point about the, the, the word of mouth is that, that that's why I think a strong community and why something like this podcast is so valuable to a website, because it lets you, the, the, norm, the normal reader know who we are. It lets the, they, let, they can interact with us on the website. They can interact with us in the message boards. They know our personalities on, on the podcast. They know that we like this game because of this, and we don't like this one because of that. So I, I think when it comes to that middle 
the middle of the road conversation like who do we have review it the, the guy who really loves it the guy who doesn't or the guy in the middle who just is familiar with tactical rpgs that's when i think personality really comes into it yeah but it also depends on your reviewer i mean you can have someone who's a total fanboy of the series and still be a subjective reviewer <laughs> yes i would hope they'd still be a subjective reviewer but but no, I'm saying it's like <laughs> it's not just because they love the series doesn't mean that they can't critique it. Oh, okay. You know, I'm I, no, I think I think our chat room's right. You shouldn't be allowed to review Dragon Quest. <laughs> you well, know? I mean, Dragon Quest is a great example because I mean, we were having that conversation on the forum a, a week or two ago about how divisive it is. You've got the you you've got the the people who really like it, and you got the other people who say it's too deliberate and whatever have you. It seems to be either an acquired taste or a specific type of taste. I mean, obviously the Japanese love it, but you know, probably a, a good chunk of American gamers don't because of its methodical pacing and and its vanilla you know type of approach. So who which who do we get to play? that game do we get the guy who likes the dragon quest do you want to read that or do you want you know want somebody who's a little bit more normative or representative you know, I, you know it's funny i haven't it's funny whenever i read uh, dragon. sorry go ahead no i was gonna say it's like for example i i uh i don't like the name drop of the sites but whenever i read one up and i've been reading like say a fighting game review if um if they're fighting game guy i forget his name right now richard lee if he writes the review i'm gonna listen i'm pay attention because i know this guy goes to tournaments he's he is the community guy when it comes to fighting games. So if he tells me that this game is broken and unbalanced, that's what I want to hear. Mm. Right, but I didn't review I don't know, the I... last year Dragon Quest four and five, but both of the reviews I pretty much agreed with. This is why I didn't do a second opinion. I don't like doing second opinions of yeah the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, and those are not good scores. I mean, they're not great scores. Some were, you know, four was an okay score and five was a better score, but. You know, I, it's not like instantly Dragon Quest Five done. You know, <laughs> so I believe Dragon Quest Five is like a three point five or something, and I thought that was about right. Mm-hmm. So, All you right. know, um, I I can't even remember what Phil's point here was with this letter. I don't know. It seems like we. It seems like we're talking about discussing. There is no point. We're all discussing six different things at the same time. I know. Time. Well, let's let's move on and keep moving on through the feedback. Um. Um, Azillus wrote in um, and said, I haven't listened to the entire podcast yet, but I'd like to know why first person isn't used in reviews here. So here's a seventh thing to discuss. Aside from RP Gamer, the main site I go to for reviews is Eurogamer, and they seem to make a point of using first person to allow the reviewer's personality come through in their reviews, which is, I guess is what Manny was speaking to. They have the most entertaining game reviews out there, in his opinion, and it's primary because of that personality. I don't want to discuss this. <laughs> okay. I have fought long and hard to use first-person reviews, and every single time I get shot down, so I, I don't see. want to discuss this. I see. Um, personally, I'm for it. Um, I'm for I under- it, too. I, I think I understand why they don't do it. I, there's a lot of other mediums that seem to to avoid that sort of um, tense in their critiques, and I'm, I guess I don't understand why fully. Maybe I'm just not literally versed enough to understand it, but um, I think in our genre where it's all about you know, we we're we're more and more embracing that it's about personal opinions. It seems to make sense. But oh. it's I true. Know, I, I want to hear. I was gonna say, I want to hear more about your experience with the game, more than the mechanics, more than the graphics. I don't. What I don't want to see is that whole 
idea of new game journalism reviewing, like that baloney where the person's sitting there and describing, like, I was in the middle of a firefight. My buddies were on oh, yeah. the right don't, of don't me. And I was go- that, that baloney, well, like, oh, I that hate that That might work that for stuff. your intro paragraph. I, or no, something. I don't. I, this goes back to something that happened to me in junior English, junior honors English <laughs> at high school. We had a oh, teacher honors. who tried to show yes, us. On. She tried to teach us how to show in your writing rather than telling. And it was all about the lights are shining down. The audience is exhaling deeply, waiting to see what's about to occur on stage when, boom, an entire explosion of lights, sounds, and oral synesthesia come at you like a lead balloon and your head explodes. That's how I felt while playing Puzzle Quest. No, wait. I I, I just don't like that stuff. (laughs) No, I I was saying, I think if you can open your review... With some personal experience you liked or something, I don't think that's a bad thing. I like you yeah. said, going over the top like you. No, that's crazy. I, yeah, we're playing. Yeah, but, and I think that's something not, that happens when no. it totally becomes focused on you and your experience. So there, I don't know. Maybe, does anyone else ever come, come across that? The the argument I've always had is, I want to talk about what I think about the game, and yeah. people are like, "Yeah, but we want to talk about the game and not you." Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's, I enough. think that's what we mix it up. We get the first and the last paragraph. We can say I. Okay. But when you talk about the game, you're trying to be as non-first person as you can. Now, now we allow I in our impressions, don't we? Impressions are impressions, yeah. Okay. Because it's seriously, what is my impression? What did I think? Because I didn't finish the whole game. I don't have a whole synopsis of everything. I just have, or synopsis, I just have the, uh, my view. Okay. What were you going to say, my, uh, Manny? Well, um, for the life of me, I forgot. Oh, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> I crushed him. No, let's keep moving. Um, let's see. Then there's a discussion about we should both uh, talk about what we feel in the game as well as how the average person will react, and we should do both. And then um, that's Paz says we do, and Maxstrom says we do, and I'll just skip over that. Um, yeah, we do. And let's see, Silktail said, if it is a game I care about, then I normally try to avoid reading the score, guessing how good it is. Um, What the heck was that? Did you guys hear that? Oh, no. I just got a push alert from Eliminate Pro telling me that I can get new ammo. I'm so glad I have push notifications on. Yeah, I should have. I deleted that a while ago. And I just unlocked my phone and it launched the game. Like, what the heck? That's an Play me now. How not to do push notifications? Have bullet sounds coming out of your phone that you might have in a work meeting, <laughs> and when you go to unlock it, have it launch your game. All right, sorry that or derailed you know, that me. That back alley meeting. That yeah. might, you know, Silk Tales here is the last letter on this, so let's let's finish it up. Um, then I look. Okay, if it's a game I care about, then I normally try to avoid reading the score, guessing how good it is and whether I'm interested from reading the text. Then I look at the score to confirm or reevaluate my decision. So having the score at the bottom would be nice, although I can see that it's at the top for people's convenience. Other games, I not uh, I tend not to be bothered if the score influences. I'm trying to figure out what she meant there. Other games I I not to be other games I not too bothered if the scores uh, other games I'm not too bothered if the score influences me before reading the text. Ah, I figured it out. Assuming the readers will guess what your tastes are probably isn't a good idea unless you spell those tastes out in the review because you yourself better you know yourself better than they will. In which case you end up making it target the average reader anyway. 
If it makes Chris feel any better, I feel 2.5 is more like an adequate C- than an actual substandard score. Maybe you think the word below makes it sound too negative. Um, yeah, I think. <laughs> All right, so Silktail isn't with me. So that's two readers for me, one reader against me. And Victory is mine. I want to call. I want to say Izillus <laughs> is with me, but he doesn't really explicitly say so. Hmm. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Be all right. <laughs> I will I, say I, I, I feel about the same way about the two point fives as you do, Chris. Even though I know what the technical definition is from the site, mm -hmm. the mental image I have in my head as soon as I see a two point five is I'm not even going to bother to read this review. <laughs> uh huh. That's yeah, absolutely it's, right. Yeah. You know, there, there's definitely an implied. I don't know what it is. It's just an Something implied thing. Yep. Yep. I need to check something. What's that? I need to see what the meta score is between White Knight Chronicles and yeah. Blade Dancer. Oh, goodness. Oh, jeez. I haven't played Blade Dancer, so I couldn't tell you if they're equal. So. I think we need a new podcast. Five points different. We need a what? Fun. They're only five, five points, points different. different. That drives me nuts. What were the scores? 65 and 60. Ah. And see, that's where you kind of get the critical fall off, is where is the point where... Uh, I don't want to talk about Blade Dancer. Don't want to talk about Blade Dancer. Don't want to talk about Blade Dancer. No, leave me alone. Okay. <clears throat> bad. Okay. Very bad. He has right. PTS. <laughs> Do not play this game. It's bad. It should be like Metacritic score of like one. Fair enough. Absolutely awful. Anyway. I'm just trying to troubleshoot an issue where my bookmarks aren't showing up in my browser here. Um, that's an exciting podcast. Well, thing. it's an issue oh, you know, because that's uh, where all the our show notes are as to what stories we're doing. So I kind of need them to can't show you just up. Type it, like D I can kill some time. So, Mister Mist. Yes. When you talk about first-person reviews, I always imagine like you telling me, you telling a friend why you should check this game out. Yeah. You sort of like, and, you know, hey, I'd Phil, like say, this game is awesome. I like this. You know, I didn't like this. You know, and. Literally half the time I write the review, and then I have to take the first person out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had to uh, do that a lot when I was, especially in my first, like, four or five reviews. I had to keep searching for the words I, you, anything like that. No, I just make Mac do it. But, yeah. I'll be just honest, podcast Mac. spoiled me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do about half of no it. Wonder, no wonder like, Mac's so against it. If he's always having to pull them out of your reviews, he's never going to like those words. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's easier for me to get a review done if I don't have to, you know, think. Find someone to proof it, and I can just go, Mac, proof it. He's like, okay. And he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Why are all these eyes here? And I'm like, because I write I. I don't because I have a beholder in my house. All right. So. Yes. Great. Big one. Gonna eat me. <laughs> you, should, you should get away. It might turn you into stone. All right. So we've got. <laughs> I think that's enough on that topic, right? Yes, please. I'm, I'm nothing so. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's completely resolved. We'll never have any other issues with it ever. <laughs> never. Um, no one will ever bring up our reviews. No, of course not. No. no, or anyone else's, or anything like it. Yeah, and we're all we're all completely agreeing agreeing on it too now, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we have four different opinions, like in twenty different shades, depending on the situation, depending on the reviewer, depending on the site. Yeah. Depending on the great. format. <laughs> this is going to be resolved tomorrow. All right. Final Fantasy Thirteen. How many people? What's your guys' opinion on whether or not we should buy its soundtrack, and whether or not buying soundtracks from Japan sucks because it takes so long for them to get here, and you have to pay so much? 
Yeah, I I never bought a soundtrack. Well, I've got good news for you, then. I've got good news for you. Square Enix's local U.S. store is allowing you to pre-order the Final Fantasy XIII original soundtrack on CD. How How much? much? Uh, $29.99. Holy sweet mercy, are you serious? Yeah, it's four CDs. So I get a free copy of the game with that? It's four CDs. Sweet mother of pearl. That's how these work. That's how much is the download? The digital download. I don't. They don't have it announced for digital download. Um, and funny thing about that, I actually, you know, they've got a lot of their soundtracks on iTunes, and I just, um, honestly, I just picked up, uh, let's see, SQ Love or Love SQ, Love SQ. It's a remix album. Came out late last year. Fantastic. Everyone should go to iTunes and buy it for like ten bucks or whatever it is. It's great. Called Love SQ. Um, great remixes of all your favorite songs from like the 16-bit and 32-bit eras. So lots of Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana and stuff. Um, but what is uh, what's interesting about this and as well as Final Fantasy 12, both of those soundtracks are not up on iTunes. And I don't know why. I don't know what they're waiting for. I can't even find 12 for sale in this store. That's not like they're selling the CDs and don't want to release it. So I don't know why they don't have 12 soundtrack. They've got 10. They've got 10 2. They've got like one. Actually, they've got one through 10 2 up on iTunes, but not 12. And so far, not this. So what's up with that? I don't get it. Hmm. What is the deal? Well, what I love this is it's imported from Japan. So you don't get the crappy English theme song. It's got the Japanese theme song. So I totally pre ordered this. So go go to go to store.na.square-enix.com and uh, go to their music CDs page. Are you page. sure they don't have the English song on there? Uh, yeah, it says <clears throat> includes the Japanese theme song "Kimi ga Iru Kata" and additional song "Eternal Love." English so, theme yeah, song not included. Of... Song no. not included. Wow. Yeah, eternal love. I assume is they not... would just kind of pull off some international thing and go, "Look, no. it has both." No, uh-huh. this is just the Japanese printing. They're just importing it. And as the chat room says, for a Final Fantasy import, you know, getting that 30 bucks is good because music's really expensive in Japan and then you have to pay import fees on top of it if you buy it from like CD Japan. So it's not that expensive in Japan. um, Say what? Music was not that expensive in Japan. It is. I was there, Mike. It is. I got limited edition Final Fantasy 12 for 2800 yen. Uh, Where? Uh, I was just wandering around different malls. You found you found a good deal because I was not able to find good deals like that. That was pretty good. I yeah. would, I wanted I would have wanted. Probably that. know it was on clearance. You know, there's big signs in Japanese and stuff. And like, you can't oh. really tell. <laughs> it, actually, that was <laughs> what you got. It was the equivalent of their GameStop special edition, probably. Um, oh, <laughs> they just the, can't get it rid of. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I'm sure you know. They made so many limited editions that no one could sell them all. I'm sure that's what. But it was. I, like I was, um, I was a big fan of that Persona um, live concert DVD that was coming out, and I was looking for that in stores. And well, in addition to it all being pre-ordered, so people just walking in couldn't get it. It was like GameStop with music, which I just, oh, I can't believe the pre-order model is spread to music in that country. That's so. I feel so awful for those people to have to go through that. Um, it was the same. You know, it was all retail price. There were no deals. So it was actually cheaper for me and easier for me to actually order it at CD Japan and have it shipped to my house while I was in Japan than to actually walk into a store and get it. Which <laughs> was ridiculous. Maybe it's because it was a DVD. I don't know. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out for people who like to collect the soundtracks that it's up on Square Enix's live store. At, live performance of Persona? Yeah, the Persona music. They were doing music from Personas uh, 2, 3, and 4. And they got that one, on a. Three and four, they got right. that on a CD somewhere. No, it's a. It's on a DVD, and then included in uh-huh. the first print run of the DVD was a CD as well. 
Oh, nice. But uh, the ah. DVDs, it's a great concert. Um, I, I highly recommend. The problem is it's a Region 2 DVD, so you'll need a player that can do Region 2, or you'll need to download one of those programs that can make your DVD player ignore region codes. Like, um, I forget what it's called. Um, I remember last time we talked about this, we looked for like 10 minutes to find the name of the product. I know. <sighs> Any DVD or something like that. Whatever. People put it in the thread. Uh, anyway, so let's move on. And have uh, let's shine some light on the podcast. That's so scary. Uh, I'm trying to transition into this headline, and I'm just it's but it not was working bad for me. It's not working. Mm-hmm. Um, Fragile has some pre-order bonuses that was announced. This is that game coming, being published by Xseed, and it was that really pretty looking one. It's on the Wii. Um, I don't know anything pretty. more about the game itself. Kind of creepy, is it? Oh yeah, this is the well, one yeah. where like everyone's dead except for you. Everyone's and dead, and you have to beat Ghost with a stick and. Oh, beating ghosts with a stick. That's great. Um, Those who make a down payment on the game at GameStop slash EB Games will become proud owners of Moonlight Tracks, a CD featuring 12 very special selections from Fragile Soundtrack, including both the opening and ending Japanese theme songs while supplies last. And also... Doesn't someone on here have a weakness for buying soundtracks? That's me, but... um, No, no, I actually was going for someone else, but okay. (laughs) As soon as he said... As soon as he said something about soundtrack i put him on mute so yeah <laughs> i can't afford any more games mist is already making me buy way past my budget so i actually um pre-order cd soundtracks are not all that fun because you end up only getting a fraction of the actual tracks from the game so it's like you're paying for the it's like i'm paid pre-ordered and i got this soundtrack and it just makes you feel like i gotta go get the rest of the tracks now and so you end up yeah, spending I, more money I, it I, sucks that's why I try to read to see whether it's just one of those five sound five songs deal or if it's like the thirteen. Oh, or I got that one that came with uh, the Le- the last mana game for the console. I got that one. That was mm-hmm. let me tell you, that was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> five song CD soundtrack with like yeah, the, the five PS2 game. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Robo <laughs> What was it? Only three. Uh, apparently it was only three, says the chat room. Whatever. Anyway, this is 12, so that's decent. Um, and you get the themes. That's always important. You always want to have the themes on there. Um, they are also saying that Xseed says that they're putting the original Japanese voices in Fragile and the brand new English voiceovers. So you'll get dual, dual language options. And, oh, this is interesting, the box itself is dual-sided. So you get um, Japanese box art on the back of the box and American box art on the front of the box. That's nice. And but unfortunately, yeah, only GameStop they get the soundtrack. Yeah, so you want to pre-order at GameStop. Where where else are you pre-ordering? Are people really pre-ordering at Best Buy just to have Amazon. them? Maybe. Oh, okay. Because they oh, usually have like huge. those ten dollars credits. What, yeah. Most. So you know, it's like ten three dollars every time right? you pre-order. I don't get ten dollars credits when I pre-order. I don't pre-order enough, I guess. See, mm. I only pre-order at Amazon when I know I'm going to get release day shipping. And that's not all the games, sadly. This is a this is a Wii game. Yes. Why is the CD released by Sony Music? How do you know it is? Uh, PlayAsia.com. The actual CD oh. um, for the game is a you know two disc soundtrack is released by Sony Music. Because Sony's a big music company in Japan, 
I bet. Guess. That's what I would think. Sony Music, man, all the big acts, like all the acts you hear, like doing the the, the Naruto themes. I think they're all signed. To oh Sony. yeah, yeah. Sony uh, owns Mniplex, so they have a lot of crossover deals. So you'll see Pornography, Larkin Seal. Uh, there'll even be like debut bands. Like a uh, whenever there's a new Gundam show, there's always going to be some new debut artist yep. who's on the new Gundam anime series. It's like always Sony. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I was just checking the the whole soundtrack is uh, 42 songs. Ah, okay. So yeah, you are getting a sample. Yes, you are. But you know, maybe to, that's but you know, as a free that, bonus, I know, it's, it's a free bonus. That's a pretty good bonus. Yeah, let's move I mean, on. This is I'm, I'm more happy about the fact they're including Japanese voices, but I still don't know that I'm going to be picking that one up. Um, here's one that's really tempting me, though. Lunar. That's yeah. got an official release date of March 2nd, which I think we've known for a while, right? Yep. Um, it's going to be coming out for 30 bucks for the standard edition, 40 bucks for the limited edition, which comes with a CD soundtrack and 13 exclusive bromide cards, um, which are kind of, I guess, softcore porn of the, the girls in the games. Um, n- not really. You, you think? They're not that good. Um, <laughs> They're not that good. <laughs> I've seen, I remember the bromides from the first game, and most of them are kind of, eh. and a couple of them are like, oh, that's interesting, but... Um, you know, really, these. But, but I have the are, internet now, so. Yeah, you know. I have the internet, and these girls are too young, <laughs> and that's a bad thing for any of them to be doing. So just burn them. All right. So Xseed has also announced that uh, Silver Star Harmony would also be available on the PlayStation Network. So you'll be downloadable on March fourth for thirty bucks. So if you uh, in either version, if you downloaded and completed the demo, then you'll be able to begin the full version game with exclusive bonus equipment. So look forward to that. Creepy, creepy. Spiffy. <laughs> Yes, and uh, how about God Eater? I don't know anything about this one. Does anybody know anything about this one? So this is coming from D3. This is that publisher that brought us Puzzle Quest. Um, Uh Oh, it's a monster hunting action RPG from Namco. So is this an attempt to be like Monster Hunter? Oh, I hope not. This must be Namco's response to, uh, to Monster Hunter. Oh, Manny, what's going on there? Oh, me well, and Mr. <laughs> We're talking about saving money on Amazon. Sorry. Where, yeah. where, what is this? What? If you pre-order Final Fantasy 13, 13 from Amazon, you get a release date shipping and $10 credit for on your next purchase. Uh, it doesn't. Oh, it is. That was yeah. That's new. Hmm. It wasn't release date purchased before, but now it is. Now it is. And 10 bucks free. Yeah, the $10 has so been on there. I'm still... You know what I'm waiting for? No. Where's my limited no. edition? Uh, Yeah. Um, apparently nobody knows. Yeah. That was supposed to be... I went on Lucifer's show last week and told them our sources had heard news that it might be being announced last Saturday. Because that's mm-hmm. what you told me. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I you know what we got on Saturday? We got crappy before. screenshots followed oh, up with a God. midweek release of even more crappy screenshots that were worse off than before. <clears throat> yeah... Do you, do you guys, so here's what happened with that whole screenshot debacle last week. They released these screenshots, which were just concept screenshots of the Xbox 360 version, <clears throat> where they crop out the PS3 button logos and crop in the 360 button logos. And they're like, oh, these are not the ones we want to make. We're so sorry. We'll put out better ones later. Um, February 15th or so? 17th. They, 17th. Fe- February 17th, IGN, and I think they're the only ones who got these, aren't they? We didn't get them, did we? Uh, no, yeah, because they were exclu- they were, were exclusively releasing these on IGN. I yeah, IGN the exclusive screenshots to IGN. This is how of they how make up for it. At, at, 
after promising a statement on Saturday, it takes till what was this Wednesday? Wednesday, Wednesday to get new. N- there was still no statement that I saw. Did you ever see a statement? Nope. No, no statement. So Sonia was wrong about that, or lie, or something got messed up. She didn't lie, obviously. I'm, but th- they didn't give a statement out, and they didn't get screenshots out till Wednesday. And you know what they are? They're the crappiest screenshots I've ever seen. They do the 360 version no justice. They've got downright dithering and stuff. The stuff that you would see, this would be like the evidence of people to show like this is a really bad port. People would use these <laughs> screenshots as evidence to show how bad of a port it what do you would mean, be. They would. They have. They well, they are now. I know they are. But I mean, this is exactly what you want to prove that the PS3 version is better. That's these screenshots. So Screenix didn't even somebody didn't somebody dropped the ball majorly, which you know nothing new on this PR campaign for this game. And ooh, <laughs> cheap shot. Yeah. Well, uh, this is. Uh, this is my moment. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> they, got my, they got these screenshots. One of them has a mouse cursor on it. I did like that one. That what was the favorite. hell? This is, this is a 360 right game. It had a mouse cursor on it. <laughs> mouse cursor, blatant dithering. I, honestly, you know what I think happened? Uh, NeoGAF put forward this theory, and I'm, I honestly think they've got a point here. It looks like somebody was using a capture program with their PC, and they did it badly, and they have either bad settings on the capture program, or even, you know, and that's why there's a mouse over the window that was displaying the game, and, you know, they crop it down to just the screenshot in Photoshop or something, and then they exported it, like, and they used, like, the export to web settings and didn't adjust it right, and they got, like, some GIF with bad, um, I don't know, was it a GIF? Probably a JPEG. It'd be a JPEG. So, JPEG it was a compression. JPEG with really bad compression. So, there's only one problem with that. What? The person who made this theory has never actually used a test 360 console. What do you mean? Because all I have to do is push a button and it exports the video directly from the 360 to a file. Oh, a dev console. Well, yeah. you're assuming they used a dev console. They ship. They they have to. Okay, have well, a dev but console this is this, this is not a video. I mean, are you able to easily turn those videos no, into I, screenshots? No, it, I, it takes a screenshot or a capture depending on what button I push. Oh, with a mouse cursor. There's, no mouse cursors. So what? The, the, so I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm I think this theory is right. This person didn't use a debug unit. I guess not. But why wouldn't you? I, but why is there a mouse cursor? It, say you know, exported it from the console and you went into Photoshop on your PC, and that's how you got on the PC. And you do stuff and you export the photo. You, you know still wouldn't have a mouse cursor. <laughs> oh goodness! What? It's possible they could have been using like a TV card. Yeah. That's what I'm oh. saying. That's what if I'm they saying. They did a TV card with a bad resolution, and then just use like the snipping tool. Yeah. Oh, and they did a, they just did a print suck. screen or something. Yeah. <laughs> or the Windows yeah, Seven snipping awful. tool. That, yeah, that would pretty much. That's yeah, that would... why it looks so crappy. I think. And it, you I know, think... it just does a bad job dithering or handling her hair. That's why her hair. If you go to IGN and look in the latest Final Fantasy Thirteen screenshots, you can see these. Her hair man. is disgusting. Which and I don't mean she's just frizzy and she needs to use a better conditioner. I mean it just looks awful. There's something wrong going on there. It um, looks like I remember when I first got my my first fancy yeah. TV and I was playing Final Fantasy Nine and I'm like I can see every pixel in Zidane's head and I thought that was cool. And that I was hate. a long time ago. Oh, see, and I never now, liked that. Oh, I and always now, hated that. It's like I don't want to see that crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always hated that. So this doesn't do anything for me. That's why yeah. I hated 3D. 
I, I hate I when remember, I hated when games went to 3D. I don't want to see pixels. Get your pixels out of my face. I do remember the previews though from the bus tour, and they were saying the 360 and the PS3 were pretty much right on. I know they were, so that's why I think that it's more likely that they've got um, a, a screen capping issue here. Which I just think it's hilarious that this is the, how they resolve their their struggle by showing screenshots that make the game look terrible on this platform. Good I job. know. It, Good what job. What Microsoft thinks. Final Fantasy is on our platform, yay! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Microsoft thinks. Yeah. So um, we were trying to talk about God Eater. <laughs> How'd we get off that? I don't know. Oh, right, because Manny and I were not paying attention because it was about God Eater. <laughs> um, it's okay. So here it is. The anticipation for God Eater in Japan has been tremendous. With more than 1.5 million downloads of the demo, God Eater's offers high-speed, stylized action mixed with a deep, dramatic storyline that makes it uniquely different from its competitors. And we look forward to bringing this title to gamers in North America. <sighs> got that one press. Oh, I can't wait. Um, let's see. I don't know. Uh, let's <laughs> see. They, they got comments on the gameplay. It looks like you have customized weapons that can be switched on the fly. Um, it also has over 100 missions for players to tackle solo or with friends. And it's a post-apocalyptic world. Oh, so far I'm okay. ass- I'm assuming it's like Monster Hunter, though Monster Hunter tends toward, more towards the action than the RPG. So we'll see. Also more towards fantasy settings, not so much everything died. Post-apocalyptic world? Yeah. Yeah, that's what's that Fallout. There's some screenshots. Let's take a look. Um, well, there's big good. weapons and more big weapons. Is this on the PSP? Mm-hmm. I thought you did research <laughs> on this stuff. I'm doing research right now. It's on the I'm PSP, doing... so it's a PSP game, which I guess makes sense. If you're competing with Monster Hunter, most of the Monster Hunter recent incarnations have been on PSP. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You're fighting monsters. You see status bars. Yeah, I'm assuming this is monster huntery. You're fighting monsters. You see status bars. <laughs> but I, I can't make the full call. I mean, maybe it, I don't know how if the difficulty is the same. So I'll just move on for it's now, and we'll name. we'll get more info later. So what's new with 3D Dot Game Heroes besides being the game we really really want? Um, lots of mini games. Like what? Um. Okay, uh, Atlas has announced what they are adding to the. Their Atlas has announced what they're adding to the local version of the game, which is uh, a, an install feature to the hard drive, which is going to give dramatically improved load times, and new custom characters like Santa Claus, a shark, and a ninja. But no pirate. And improve, yeah, no pirate. And improve user <laughs> interface for character creation. New mini game stages that were available as DLC in Japan. We're getting them for free. Yay! New loading screen art that plays pays homage to even more classic games. Um, and there was a web demo that I I'm assuming one of our guys got to watch, right? That's what this is stories from. Yeah. Yep. They were able to check out the game's overworld, a dungeon boss battle, and some of the mini games packed in. For those worried that this game would m- merely feel like being like an old 8-bit clone, worry no longer. 3D Dot Games Hero offers many UI improvements, such as being able to quickly cycle through links, and then he crosses it out in the story. The hero's alternate weapon inventory wow. without having to go to the inventory screen. And the game really looked like a fine-tuned and completely original tank on the classic style offered in The Legend of Zelda with all the quirky humor and Easter eggs found in lots of Atlas time. Honestly, you can just go to YouTube and find videos of this game to, to be able to see that that's the case. It's really good. I don't know how anybody thought this was 8-bit. This is clearly 16-bit. I don't know what they're Well, no, it, it started... <laughs> 
starts out eight bit. If you if you look at the beginning, it, it's eight bit, and they they go they go three D um, in order to make their kingdom more appealing to tourists and stuff. That's like part of the story. That's more than I ever knew about. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, this it's a PR oh, move. They went three D. Watch that guy. I forgot. Yeah, you watched guy. You watched him forever. He kept running in the same room. No, and no, I found that as a trailer on Atlas's site. Or something oh. like they, they've got a great site include and on the the various pages they play different songs from the game i like the one on the media page the most go check it out to 3d.gameheroes.com and so let's see the, there's three mini games yeah. what is like once i know i'm gonna get it i just stop watching just and about the sites and everything I'm just i, like, I wasn't just... worried about spoilers on this one i'm not um, talking about spoilers i'm just saying in general i'm just like i know i'm gonna get it i don't have to spend any more effort convincing myself i'm gonna get it so, okay. That's why. I don't, that's why I don't know because like I'm gonna get it because it's yay. All right, and there's three mini games: block defense, block out, and dash circuit. So first one's tower defense, second one's a breakdown Arkanoid style game, I guess. Um, and dash circuit is a racer. So that'll all be on the disc when you get the game. Um, so there you go. Forty bucks coming out in May. Can't yeah, get it, get it now. I keep keep saying that every day, every week. It's more and more three D. That's the game I want in the news every week. You know, as opposed to the ones that show up every week. Uh, because the ones that show up every week are like, more DLC for you. Goodbye. So has anyone checked out Konami's uh, puzzle RPG hybrid thing, Puzzle Chronicles? Yeah, uh, I've been looking. Of it once in a while. Makes fun. Yeah, we make fun of it every so often, yeah. Yeah. So how's it going? It. How's what going? <laughs> puzzle Puzzle Chronicles is oh, it good? Well, I you don't like know. It? I don't. I don't personally have it. I've been looking at it, and and I'm I'm sort of on the fence on it because the early, uh, what I've read so far isn't exactly super promising or whatnot. Um, but um, yeah, because I really did like, um, what was that other one called? Puzzle, puzzle Quest. Puzzle, thank you. <laughs> See there. You go. <laughs> And this, that's the problem. So this one isn't as good. And Puzzle Chronicles isn't. This really one, just... this one, it, it, on the screenshots, it looks really cool because you're kind. It, it kind of looks like a, you know, you're you're fighting against the other guys on the same kind of map, like you're pushing back and forth with these puzzle pieces. Yeah. Um, and it looks like it has similar elements to, um, uh, Puzzle Quest, but um, but the the early um, blogs and stuff that I've read about it haven't been terribly kind to it, so That's too I've bad. kind of been putting off on it. There will be yeah. a demo for the PC version coming soon, so go to the official Puzzle Chronicles website, which you can find at a place that the person didn't bother to link here. Um, oh, wait, yes, they did. All right, another word website. Thank you. I couldn't find... It wasn't red. All right, that's konami.com slash game slash puzzle dash chronicles, and there'll be a demo up there at some point. Not now. Um, the, it'll be for your PC if you want to... Tr- oh, wait, 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 wait. Demo's up right now. So you can go get the demo. Go get it now. Go to that site. Um, go to Click the downloadable PC tab and download the demo for your Windows PC. And check it out. See if you like it. It'll be coming out for PC soon for, what, 30 bucks, 20 bucks. They haven't announced it. I'm assuming it'll be 20 or 30 Probably it's 29 Well, it's going to be 29 on the PSP and PSP Go. Um, but sometimes the PC versions are cheaper, so we'll have to see. So I'm uh, let's let's just assume thirty bucks for now. But go try the demo, see if you like it, and uh, basically based on what Phil says, you won't. So moving on. <laughs> well, just, just oh, I should have covered this earlier. Fragile has a release. Fragile. Com- fragile. Fra- fragile. 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 Hey Frank, what's fragile, fragile mean? One of my best 
favorite quotes from Rugrats. Um, r- fragile dreams, farewell ruins of the moon. I can't even say that. Farewell that ruins of the moon. Mm. Coming to PAL. Um, Coming soon to March, European uh, country. Looks like March 19th for Europe, which is great. And it's we don't even have an official date here. <laughs> so go Europe. You're getting this from Rising Star Game. I have no idea if it's going to be the same style of presentation that we get well, if all those Japanese tracks or anything. But Wait, we'll we don't have a release date for Fragile, you said? I uh, it, They didn't reference it in this article. Did I just say it earlier in the game and I'm an idiot? Or earlier in the podcast? Yeah, we just have March. I think they're waiting. No, I think there's an exact date for Fragile. It's uh, March 16th. March 16th. There you go. What a great day to be out in that month. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> no one's going to play it. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Exceed. You really should delay No, 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 no. I, see, Exceed's not one of those people that I think they have to worry about that because they Why? know the people who are going to buy Fragile are going to buy Fragile. Are going to buy God of War. I mean, it's just what they, 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 they have their audience and that's it's a, it's a niche enough thing that it's like – it's not like I'm going to go to the store and I'm like, well, do I want Fragile or do I want Final Fantasy thirteen? I mean, if yeah. I want Fragile, I've already made the decision. All right. Well, Michael, speaking of niche audiences, you did something to help niche audiences this week. I did. You? So you should tell people about it. Uh, I got a copy of the Unforgettable Memories, the collectible, yeah. collectible art book for... Yeah, Spiro talking's War. hard, isn't it? Hey, so mean. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, so I was able to get a few pictures of what's inside because, you know, everybody's like, well, it's an art book. Who cares? You know, nobody gets to know until you get it. And you're like, oh, this sucks. So I got a book from Rose and Queen and I took a few pictures. So you should go to the site and check that out. And everybody who's seen it has been like, OK, I have to go pre-order this now. So you better hurry because there's only 2,000. Yeah. It's a good yeah. art book. It is a like, good art he book. He didn't tell you the full story about how I was really busy at work <laughs> my own business and then he says hey jcs you've really got to look at this i'm like mike no i'm busy he says no phil you've got to look at this you gotta knowing look now had, knowing that i had made a resolution not to buy any new games this year until they went down in price well, usually it's six to nine months they go down a half price and he knows i'm a sucker for art books because i'm an artist and they're really pretty <laughs> backstabber there goes my budget for between Final Fantasy uh, and and that. Gosh, dang it! And I know it might look on the photos that the 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 artwork used in the books is a little fuzzy. That's that was just Michael's camera. So trust us that these look beautiful. And, and let me let me also point out one thing. Camera's that my, not that bad. I well, it, it makes the it makes the <laughs> coloring used on some of the pages look a little weird. So like it doesn't look very solid. So I, I I saw those other screenshots you took. So I gotta tell people this thing looks beautiful. So don't don't be worried about it. There are people me, picky me, out there. People with my eyes. They're gonna they're gonna be like, oh. I want to tell them, okay. no, you're wrong. It's good. Go get it. Okay. Let me let me point out something, seen Michael. Well, Michael, I've seen your other photos. On. All right. What? Uh, I just want to point something out that that Michael had to take me to school on when I when I brought this up earlier. A, a lot of the. Um, a lot of the websites are showing a pre-order bonus or something where you get the book, but um, that's not the same book as you get as if you order it off the Rosenquin website. This, the limited edition one that they have on the website has a much larger book, which I'm presuming has a lot more pages in it as well because it weighs twice as much as the other one. Yeah, that's, but, uh, that's the one Michael's showing is the, yeah. is the limited edition pre-order. But the, one the, you only the trick is people Quinn. are like, well, I, I see there's an art book on EB Games. The eBay like, yeah, Games, that's, that's what I saw. A yep. small one. That's, that's one in that the everybody box. gets in the box. But if you want, this is the 2000 limited edition. Like, there's only 2000 of these. You got to go to Rose and Queen right now and order them if you want them. So, yeah. Yep. 
Good so, luck. Yeah. I already did mine, so. I don't have to now. I know you don't have to now. <laughs> I can just sure. pet the book. You see, you okay. have a copy of the game, you have a copy of the book. What more do you need? A toy. Um, a toy. Yeah. <laughs> I, was a for, I, was, I was asking her for Artanelico toys, but she didn't have any. Alright. Let's take a break here and talk some reviews. Um, we got a couple reviews that were, went up this week. The first was from Glory of Heracles, which is a DS game for the Nintendo DS. Yes. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Talking is hard. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Adrian gave this sucker a 3 out of 5. Says it got a solid localization, great boss fights, and excellent music and videos, but it has bland dungeon designs and slow combat interface. Encourages use of auto battle. Yeah. The problem is, so did Lunar, so I don't know how much you can fall the game for that. Um, very much, see? <laughs> yeah, very much. <laughs> I'm just saying, Lunar, at the end, I was just putting on auto battle because I didn't feel like dealing with it anymore. Well, Lunar, at the end, I was getting my butt kicked, and I was annoyed. Oh, really? No, okay. I'm right there with you, Chris. I was, I was kind of getting annoyed with Lunar. The dungeons the were just long. It's like, oh, another yeah. enemy. Just well, that, Yeah, that was yeah. the thing. It was so auto. long. And then the, we got to, I got to one of the dungeons where it was like, it must have been 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. No save point. Mm-hmm. Boss battle kills me. What the heck? Oh, that's no good. Did that twice. I'm so annoyed. It's like Final Fantasy yeah. Final Fantasy three all over again. Ouch. Yeah, what? I'm I'm okay with an auto auto battle system. I mean, it doesn't. I, I I was a big fan of Final Fantasy twelve because that to me was like a customizable auto uh, auto battle system. You only use it on usually generally when you're grinding weak monsters or you're going through a dungeon. You're already out leveled the monsters in that dungeon for whatever reason. It's given me really bad habits to have these sorts of systems. Now it's like the only fights I care about are boss fights anymore. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well. What bothers me is when a game doesn't have it, I'm going through a long dungeon, and all I'm doing with my characters every, you know, almost every round is fight, 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 fight with the occasional heal throw in. Yep. I mean, it's just mindless. <laughs> well, which... in the Super Nintendo game, that used to be my goal, is to get my character to the point where I can just hold A for fight. Well, that's <laughs> like, true. Yeah. That, that was, I needed to get to that stage, and that's that's when I felt my characters were level up enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. What's what's wrong, Mike? What are you, I'm what just are you reading doing? Amazon's site. Okay. And apparently, uh, you know, I was still I was ordering the Final Fantasy Thirteen because I hadn't done that yet. Yeah. And I was like, best value, buy Final Fantasy Thirteen and get Final Fantasy Thirteen an additional five percent off. So you can buy them both for seventy five sixty six. What the heck? Like, what? No, that's that's a strategy guide. It does not say that though. Click In on the, the picture. Does not say Click that. on the picture. the picture. Actually, now I think I did this, didn't I? I will. I will say I thank you guys very much because I I had that release date shipping of six dollars so when y'all brought that up i went back Michael, and you have to you go back if you have it if you have it pre-ordered you have to go back and take off the shipping like change it to standard shipping and then put it back on to over uh release date shipping oh wow so, okay so if you've already pre-ordered from amazon go in and modify your order yeah. change your shipping option so you get the release day shipping and michael don't buy that strategy guide click the link i, don't I gave buy you strategy guide no look at the one i gave you Ooh. that'd oh. be fancy yeah, well, I, I, I want to. I need to talk to someone at piggyback. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see it. That is the that. complete hard, official guide, hardcover deluxe edition. So people well, love the deluxe edition of the twelve guide. Talk. This looks even better. Well, this, <laughs> this is, is a tome. Remember those fi- those ones for Legend of Zelda: uh, Twilight Princess for the Wii that everyone was like, "Wow, that looks amazing." It kind of looks like this. Problem is, I don't have any screenshots of what's inside. It so. doesn't look as good as my twelve version. But it doesn't. Oh well. All right. It's just it, the same company. The, I have the 12 version sitting on a shelf here. The 12 version isn't hardcover. Yours isn't. Oh, okay. 
I didn't remember. Know. I have the European one with the gold foil pages. Ooh, never mind then. Yeah, I have the U.S. one. I got it cheap. Um, yeah, but piggy, I like that these piggyback like... is just Prima, isn't it? No. Yeah, because piggyback and Prima are the same company. No, because piggyback's the one who made the one for Europe. Well, they're the only place that exists now. Um. Someone help me out because like the, the all the guides now are like all piggyback. Assassin's Creed 2, Final Fantasy 13. Oh, if you go to piggybackinteractive.com slash en, they've got a blow up on, yeah, they're featuring it on the front page of what's in this Final Fantasy 13 one. Okay. I've never heard cool. of Piggyback Interactive, honestly. Um, and it's only 20 bucks on Amazon. It's like really discounted because this limited edition is MSRP'd at 35 bucks. Yeah. So you're better off getting it on Amazon. Uh, yeah, that's, that's weird. I wonder if Prima bought Piggyback because... Uh, two years ago, they were separate because I was talking with them at E3. Hmm. Well, I don't know what's going you know, on. We, say what? I'm saying we keep on we keep on recommending all this stuff for Amazon. We need like an Amazon refers code or something. Or we a... should get one. <laughs> what are we? I actually, for? it's funny you should say that because I actually just signed up for Amazon Prime. I've just been ordering so much from there. I mean, oh, I love I'm, Amazon Prime so much. I'm saving See, on if... the. You know, between the free shipping, the fact I don't have to pay sales tax, the fact they usually discount at least a few bucks, and then lately, it just seems like the games I've been wanting, they've been all throwing in ten dollar and fifteen dollar gift certificates plus That's release date shipping, plus release yeah, plus release shipping. I mean, how, how the heck can you beat that? So, Final Fantasy, if you buy it here in Utah with our six and a half or whatever percent sales tax, that would be sixty, you know, sixty four bucks in the store. Instead, I'm giving it at fifty seven with free shipping, and I'm getting a ten dollar gift certificate. Question for you. Question for you, Mr. Bucks. Phil. Do you have to pay um, shipping uh, sales tax for out-of-state transactions on your income tax at the end of the year? You know, I'm, I'm probably supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> we're all supposed to. Yeah, but I don't. So, right. now I do with my company. He does. You as, do, as, Phil. You absolutely do. The IRS as, is listening. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, woohoo! Um, I absolutely do with my company now, where I, I do our taxes and stuff for our company, and we definitely make sure that we... Uh, pay on our invoices from vendors we get outside the state. That's not even a question. But, um, yeah, I, I can't say I do that on my personal taxes a whole lot. This guide is impressive. 260 pages. Yeah, I'm trying to find a link to it on Amazon for the chat room. All um, secrets included. Uh, All-encompassing inventory and beastery chapters. For which one? For the limited uh, the edition guide. guide. Yeah. Oh, you just gave us one. Uh, yeah, for the chat room. <laughs> the people who are listening live. Every week you can listen live. The same one that you just gave us? Uh, yeah, but I I don't have it on that. I gave it to you on this machine. I need to get it on the other machine. Oh, and I'm not right. going to type it straight. Magical I've got two, machines. I've got two machines going right here, and it's hard. Could to have just asked me. I would have pasted it. All right. Yeah, you know, that so. is a good deal. It's it is twenty dollars off. So if you're even considering getting the guide, now's the time to do it. Especially if you're going to get five percent off bonus too. It's pretty good. Um, mm. Well, no, they didn't. I didn't see the combo deal. So. Oh, the, the combo deal was the with three sixty. Combo deal is actually more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Those combo deals are weird. With the cheap ass gamer podcast now. <laughs> By the way, this is my deal of the week. Oh, it's I love done. this. There I love go. this. They've got a link on there. Tell the publisher I'd like to read this book on Kindle. No, no, I would not. I want the fancy artwork and stuff. Yeah, no crap. Why would I want that? Here's the text in table form, guy. Heck no. Heck no, heck no. Oh, that's what you got, Mike? Wow. Yep. I, I say we titled the segment Adventures in Amazon. You're right. That's piggyback. That piggyback. You know what I think is going on is they've just expanded into the U.S. and they've started taking the exclusive rights on some games. Kicking ass and taking names. Ah, oh, no, I'm confused though. 
Okay, so if I go to Prima, <laughs> so if I go to PrimaGames.com and I click on the Assassin's Creed 2 guide on their page at the top of the screenshot for the guide, it says PiggybackInteractive.com. I so think something that they're working in some something. sort of alliance. Yeah, there's an alliance. There's something going on. So. Well, it's three bucks for the hardcover deluxe edition, and normally oh, I hate. You can pay. Strategy. You can pay Prima twenty bucks for access to the Mass Effect strategy site. Yeah, they're trying to charge for oh, website access. What? I, but I'm done with the game. I know, but what? What? Why would you? You're already on the web. You just go to. You just go to freaking, you know. Um, Game FAQs are you know, yeah. you want a pretty one? You go to mycheats.com and they've got they've got a super guide that that'll have lots of pretty screenshots for you for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, Prima, that's evil. So it's so on the one hand, I, I like what they're doing with the deluxe guides. On the other hand, charging me for website access—that's pretty scummy. Twenty bucks for a website? You're not even printing anything. Screw you. <sighs> All right. Anyway, Gloria Heracles, three out of five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow that was the best derail we had in a long time rat hole alright so goodness pause is not here to I know bro well, could you imagine yeah and I clicked <laughs> I clicked one of those combo buttons for Final Fantasy 13 and added the 360 version so I'm like no 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 the other one <laughs> Gloria Heracles, twenty seven ninety nine on Amazon. Use coupon code RP Gamers. We don't have. A, we need to get a referrer code. That's for sure. Mike, you work on that. Don't we have one? We dig it out of my. We got to figure out how to link stuff with it on the site into our like podcast notes did, somehow. Into our podcast notes. Yeah, we got to okay. put like a link in the forum thing so people click on it. And we get cash monies. We need like. Do, a I mean, people on the podcast get cash monies. Um, probably. Wink, not. wink, intent. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. Wow. All right. I want some money back for the recording equipment I've bought over the years. <laughs> no one asked you to buy that stuff. I know. See? <laughs> He's so cheap. All right. Divinity 2. We have I'm a so of... poor. What are you talking about? We just so don't have poor. the money for this. All right. It would probably go to the site first because, yeah, we got to make sure we're above balance. Um, Divinity yes. 2. This is the one where you get to transform into a dragon while you play. Mm. I'm sad. Why are you sad? It turned out to be crap, like we all said. Uh, apparently, it turned out to be crap. Two and a half out of five, so not crap, as we've established last week. You, you might, right? You just might, you, below, you might just get something out of it. Yeah, you, you, you might, you might get something out of it, Mike. I read her complaints, and they were the parts I was most excited about. So, you but know. you get to, you still get to be a dragon. You still get to be a dragon who's a wuss and dies all the time. So, <laughs> you can level that up, maybe. No. Level no. up the dragon wuss. All right. They I, say I it has an interesting bit. world with like, great exploration potential, highly customizable character, good music, and some nice voice acting, but a disappointing main story with plot holes the size of Minnesota, frustratingly evenly uneven difficulty, and the dragon form is underwhelming. Yes, underwhelming makes me go. <laughs> I don't think you care. I think you'd get some fun out of this. Why this Minnesota? I, it's, I just wish you had the. Yeah, this, this is the kind of game that you should just be trying for the heck of it. And you should be telling us. Not people shouldn't be telling you. You gotta take some risks in gaming. Okay, I will get down on that in the free get time I have code. between. I yeah. Oh, it's a free time. and thirteen and scrabble. You played two days. Shut up. I played. I played a move yesterday. 
No, you didn't. I did. Uh, you maybe. did. It was the day before. I thought I played a move yesterday. No. It's not giving me the push notices. What do you want? It's broken. I want you to pay attention. I, I don't just go in and check it. I do. I'm sorry for you. All right. <laughs> Apparently Scrabble has turned, Scrabble's <laughs> turned into a religion for Michael. It's crazy. <laughs> it's because I'm kicking your butt, dude. Okay. Well, speaking <laughs> of religion, Darksiders, the thing where you get to be one of the four horsemen, um, turns out uh, if you got that game new, there was a code in it. It was like a mystery what it would be for. It's for a free copy of Red Faction Guerrilla, which is apparently like a really awesome game for your th- for your console. Yeah, really good open world game. Great destruction. So, and, and so is Darksiders, apparently, which is like a good Zelda RPG type of game, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's, there's, it's a win-win. Yeah, win-win. So, um, I actually just, I just ordered this off Amazon because, hell, yeah, I want this. And um, it, if you don't have your code because you lost it, they've got a form for you to fill out where you can send in your receipt and a, and a barcode and they'll give you a code for it. But hurry, I think the offer expires March 8th or March 16th? March 7th. March 7th March 7th. expires. Okay. Um, there'll be a demo for Darksiders going up on the 25th. And Amazon has Darksiders discounted. I got it for like 45 bucks. So 45 bucks for two games that are both like really well-reviewed. That's pretty cool. So I just figured I'd point that out for you guys. Um, say you don't like the Darksiders action-y type combat. You prefer some strategy RPG goodness. How about more DLC for Valkyria Chronicles? Yay! Yum. Have you picked up any of trophies? the? Have you picked up any of the DLC, Mike? No. As soon as I finished it, I was like, "Yeah, I'm done. I'm gonna." Go. I thought you liked it a ton. Why don't you want the DLC? I'm worried that I'll have to go back. Well, of course. Or play would. it again we or don't something. Have to at all. All right. Well, here's a fourth DLC anyway. pack. They've already got three. So this mm-hmm. is the fourth pack. I wonder if they'll have a bundle. That'd be nice. Um, it'll be coming out next Thursday. Yeah, Sega's big on that. Uh, apparently, oh, this was announced a long time ago, and it's just finally coming out is what's going on. This was announced back in September. It's called The Challenges of the Edie Detachment and features a colorful cast of characters from the Enter the Edie Detachment DLC. And instead of playing as a mixed squad, however, Edie's cadre of soldiers will instruct players on how to become experts at the various classes. That means you can use your own preferred Squad 7 members for the challenges, even as Edie's friends are the ones barking orders. Challenges will include missions for the Scout, Shock Trooper, Lancer, Engineer, Sniper, and Tank, which I think is like every single class. <laughs> We've heard no mention of a price, but the other packs have all come in at four ninety nine, so that's likely to cost the same. So look forward to that next Thursday. Sweet. Also on your PSN download network thingy is Yakuza 3 demos. Or a demo of Yakuza 3. So check But in out. Europe only, right? Oh, what? No, it's it's out here. Oh, great. The demo's out here. I saw it last night while I was browsing the store. It's uh it, you can download the demo right now. I the only reason I didn't is cuz I haven't played one and two yet. But go pick that up for free and try out Yakuza 3. See if you like it. And continuing on, Square Enix doing something completely to be expected, which makes me wonder why this is a news story this week. Um, this is grumpy, great. grumpy. I, I don't understand this. Okay, so the the I guess the conceit of the story is that doesn't it make sense for Square Enix to start exploring alternatives for their fra- flagship flagship franchise of Final Fantasy Thirteen, right? Um, mm-hmm. So apparently that means doesn't okay. In terms of Final Fantasy in general, the teams are really aiming for movie quality graphics and really dramatic storylines, says Kitase, who's the producer. For now, at least consoles like the 360 and PS3 are the best place for this kind of cinematic experience to take place. We don't feel that it needs to transition necessarily to a handheld platform. So people who were thinking they might try a handheld game given the success of Dragon Quest Nine, uh, no. 
which I'm not shocked at all. But then again, Wait. I was kind of shocked when Dragon Quest IX did it, so... What? Yeah, well, that, that was y Yuji Hori's decision, not theirs. Ah, okay. So there you go. It's going to stick to the... Uh, Stick to the consoles, and of course, Final Fantasy XIV will also be out on the PC. I think still this no is, announcement. I, of, oh, what? I still think it's. I mean, it's a worthwhile thing, especially with Dragon Quest IX, that they do say this. Yeah. But they uh, did already say Dragon Quest X is a Wii title, so. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Um, Why it's have an HD pretty, Dragon and they have lots of them. Oh yeah, HD Dragon Quest. That's what the Dragon Quest fans want. How about 3D Dot Game Heroes? That's doing HD and still having a retro art style. I mean, there's so many options on those consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think they just, they, they like that they had Dragon Quest Swords on the Wii, you know. They, they just oh, yeah, that was that them. the critical darling, Dragon Quest Swords. <laughs> I'm just saying, they yeah. have some Dragon Quest They just go to the biggest the... console no matter what, don't they? Of course they do. Yeah. Of course, why they didn't stick with the DS, I guess they weren't happy with something with it. I don't know. Maybe people, you know, Dragon Quest Nine still has legs. They want to do another console heard... title in the meantime for the people who don't like that. Stuff. I thought I heard that the DS finally outsold the PS2 for all-time sales. Oh, nice. I wonder um, also if, uh, you know, they're waiting and the next one will be on the DS follow-up that they were talking about this week. Um, mm. there, there's some rumor stories going out there that they're already developers with their hands on the next DS follow-up. So it could be an interesting E3. Could be. Could be. Could be. All right. Uh, or it could be. Here's our promotional video at the end that you get to talk about. So here's a story I threw in. Um, this is more Manny's currents sort of thing. But have you heard about this crap where Ubisoft is saying, Ugh, for the PC version of Assassin's Creed 2, you will need to be connected to the internet the entire time that you are playing. And no, I have not heard this. this yeah. Terrible. And Ooh. if you lose your connection, you are booted back to the menu, and any unsaved progress is lost. Apparently wow. this is so where apparently this, they, they don't have Comcast. I, I know. <laughs> Nobody thinks this is a good idea. This is completely draconian, completely over the top, and it's like completely respect of the fact that your router or your ISP, or if you're playing on wireless, so help you, uh, you just have blips sometimes, and you're going to lose progress because of that. <laughs> oh, and yeah, also, you, we, we, we're booster. assuming you're a pirate, so we're monitoring every single thing you do in the game. Yay. Yep. <laughs> you know, the I'm, funny, I'm sorry, you hold on. Isn't this a single-player game? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and you, you need to have online. Screw so you. I, this is obviously not an RPG, but I'm, it makes me worried about the whole PC gaming market as a whole. This is the kind of crap people are going to try. You, you know, it's interesting. Uh, something very similar happened with the PSP. Uh, you know Fireteam SOCOM, Fireteam Bravo 3? Yes. The only way to play online is to register the game. Each copy of the game comes with an online code in the box. Ah, and okay. You put that in to play. So now, kind of PC style is what that is. That's PC style. So I, yep. this is the test bit. So it seems like all future PSP games, if you want to play online, uh, you're going to have to either buy it from the store or you're going to have to have a new yeah. copy. Well, I oh, think I, I think what's going to happen is just like here, um, one publisher's trying that, but I don't think it's going to catch on. No, I don't think so either. But well, I know uh, what's it called that the Fantasy Star Portable 2, they yeah. do the same system. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought they'd do that. Wow. It's called the Wing License, and uh, apparently it's a, if you buy the game used, you have to pay $20 on PSN to unlock online modes. Ooh. So, what? Unfortunately, when I search for Wing License, I get um, a lot of sites about buying Detroit Red Wing license plates. 
<laughs> I know you're big on that. Yeah, so. I, you know, I'm a big fan Ready of the Red go. Rings. Uh, Red Wings, sorry. Red, Red Wings. Are so, you know. <laughs> That'd be awesome if Microsoft bought a team and called them the Red Rings. <laughs> Ouch. Was it sad that he said Red Wings and I was thinking, what, Baron? Sweet. Oh, well, Final well, Fantasy guess... 4. Nice, yeah. So anyone who's considering buying Assassin's Creed on PC, just don't. Don't even consider for a second. Yeah, that's, sh- we that, all have to show. Nobody can support that. That is just ridiculous. This is. You know, I don't like to go overboard with boycotts, but this one, this one seems like one that doesn't need to be supported in any way. Seriously, I think all PC stuff. gamers should have this in mind. What would Steam do? <laughs> what? What, what would, would Steam, Steam do? do? You know, it checks oh. when you it checks when you I launch you the game. Sting, you know, like, people are already complaining enough that Steam checks every time you try to launch the game. I mean, but that's that's head over heels above better than this. Like just mm-hmm. well, and Steam Steam you know does have an offline mode option at least, so you don't have to be online to start up Steam. But this this is just ridiculous. If you get offline at any point in time, bam, your game's gone on a single player game. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, did I, you I, imagine I, this happen on consoles? I hate to say it, but every once in a while, you know, Verizon just does routing things at one in the morning. Yep. <laughs> and whoop, there I went. And it basically, you get the option to wait and reconnect and reload your last checkpoint, or you can save your last checkpoint and quit to Windows. Either way, your progress since the last checkpoint, gone. Also, here's the thing. What about when their network goes down? Yeah. <laughs> they better make sure it stays up. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure every hosting platform in the world always stays up not so yeah the number of gamers who would play a game like uh, oh wow this the one benefit being offered by ubisoft is cloud support for save games so that you can play the game on multiple computers i like that i think that's awesome i want steam to do that because steam's been announcing that steam cloud stuff and nobody's like doing it torchlight does it yeah it's on some games yep oh Mm mm-hmm their okay. latest patch included Steam Cloud support. Excellent. Yeah. That's fantastic. Go yeah. st- go Torchlight. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think that's worth that trade-off. So. Do I want to pay 6 bucks for release day shipping? <laughs> Amazon Prime. Do you have Prime? No, he doesn't have Prime. No uh, Prime? It's so hard uh, to make that initial jump, and then once you've done it, yeah, it's just you so do it. wonderful. Because it's like 80 bucks. If you haven't, do you, are you eligible for the free trial of Prime? Hey, hey. Not for release day shipping. My, what Michael, mean? what you do, what you do is you do the same thing I did. Um, go into your Amazon history, and you can pull a little pull-down menu, and you can look at all your 2009 orders. Count them all up, divide oh, it by the eighty dollars, and realize that you're only paying two dollars for you know. Well, no, because shipping. most of the stuff I do is uh, Super Saver, so it's free. Well, yeah, but you're still waiting anywhere from five to fifteen days. I'm I mean, not the one waiting. Yeah. You're oh waiting. no, he's not, because he buys. Yeah. Buy I buy wallet. them for the employee of the month things. Yeah, that yeah. would be. But, I think that would be a good business. Yeah, but I'm sure you got a charge whole bunch it to of RP things. Gamer. Then that's a business expense. You don't there have to pay go. it out of pocket. Yep. Mm-hmm. Take it out mm-hmm. of take it out of an ad program. Yep. Two day shipping all across the country. That's right. Everyone yeah. will be happy about that. Yeah. Because everyone's getting their employee of the month games faster. And we can use. Usually our they get it like three days anyway. Well, yeah. Well, now yeah, they've right. got it. Now they've got it even faster and with better tracking. You know. I've had, I, unfortunately, with the regular, and I, I did. I, I mean, I'm right there with you. I did the Super Shaver for years. It's just, uh, uh, unfortunately, sometimes it does literally take a couple of weeks. They put you on the bottom of the priority list. <laughs> I don't know what I it know, is. Honestly, but I, 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 I get so many ahead. stuff, so, so much stuff from Amazon. It's hard to plan 
like when can I be home? When can I be around to get this package? Who can I send this to? I mean, when you have two day shipping, you know when it's going to arrive. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I I have it sent to work, both, so they just both pick UPS it up and, and FedEx just throw it on my porch anyway. Well, yeah, if you work that out with the carrier individually, they can just do that. Yeah, I do the same so, thing, Chris. I have a ship to work. Visit your house during the week. <laughs> That's what I have to do. Okay, yeah, I'm sure. You have to beat the wife to the front door. Good luck with that. <laughs> yep. All right, so anyway, that's our plug for, for Amazon Prime, apparently. <laughs> We're giving everybody all this free advertisement. <laughs> Amazon is doing pretty well from us today. Yeah, holy cow. Yeah, I know. Once you've got Prime, you can start doing their grocery deliveries, too. You never have to leave the house. <gasps> oh, you can even set up subscriptions, like the toilet paper. And yeah, you have the toilet, toilet paper. That's what I mean, the groceries like that, yeah. That's great. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but it's all extraordinarily huge bulk stuff, so. That's good, because that's what. We are talking about so, going to Costco. I'll, I'll give you a link for that. I actually have that on my bookmark. I've been trying to figure out if I can do that. I'll give you a link to that later. You can check that out, see if it's worth it. All right, so here's a couple of reviews from Japan. Uh, first off was Estopolis, or Estpo, Estpolis, Estpolis. I don't even know how to say that. In Estpolis, I, even, I can't yes, say that in... Police. Okay, Estpolis, all right. It's a remake <laughs> of Lufia 2. Ah, okay. uh, mm. Got a 30 out of 40 from Famitsu. They said the 3D graphics make the towns and the story scenes more attractive, but it's harder to tell when you're supposed to be going on the map now. The camera angles are hard to see in some places, making it hard to figure out what's accessible and what's too high to reach. Um, but one guy said it's a unique experiment. If you're going to get stuck here, it's in the dungeons, which have a major puzzle element. You can get pretty lost in them, but they're a lot of fun nonetheless. So I don't know if that's Ooh. coming out here or when, but I think it is. Furai no Shiren 4. Um, Ichi ni san. What, what the heck? What is a 4 in Japanese? Yoke? No? Hi. It's not hi. Hi. <laughs> All right. Moshi. Okay. And um, Furai, uh, Shiren 4 said uh, this is Shiren the Wanderer 4, which is going to be coming out soon. Um, wait. Oh, we're wait. We got Shiren 3. That's what we just Yeah, we have Sharon 3. This is Sharon 4, the next one on the DS. So it got a 35 out of 4, so it did pretty good. Really? Um, yeah. It's got, uh, let's see. I'm trying to figure out how to read just the reviewer's comments. Even beginners have a leg to stand on now, so apparently they make it easier for beginners. Um, some features so some features that keep equipment from breaking and HP that refills more quickly if you're near death. Um, which, well, well, that would help a lot with the mystery, easier, doesn't yeah. The bits that are easier in this game stick out, but the enemies are stronger as well, striking a, a pretty decent balance. And it's a bit perplexing at first, but you get used to it fast, referring to that all the normal weapons are no longer effective at night, requiring you to rely on magic and skills instead. That's pretty cool. And once you realize that you're supposed to be on the run at night, the resulting cat and mouse game is pretty exciting. So mm. it's dangerous to go alone at night. So or something. Take this. Yeah. I was trying to avoid saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That all I, whenever that people say that now, you know, whenever yeah. people say that now, um, all I can think of is that cat photo. Like, it's dangerous to go home. Take this. And it's a picture of somebody holding a kitty in his hands. Um, oh, that's bad. All right. So, here, so you guys remember Xenosaga? Yes. Kytos, yep. Zeno, How could we forget? Xeno Gears, which is apparently, you know, I think probably better than Xenosaga. But. Until the second disc. All this person, uh, that, you know, they're monolith soft is where this guy who was making those games went. Or is it girl? Oh, this is a guy. But I thought there was a husband-wife team, wasn't it? 
Mm. I remember that, like they were writing. Oh, whatever. Um, <clears throat> so you remember last, uh, last E3, there was a game that was apparently announced, and we didn't hear about it at the show. Like, it was announced, but everybody at home knew about it, and us at the show had no idea. Um, it was called Monado, Beginning of the World. And it wasn't really shown there at all, but it was a new game announced for Monolith Office for the DS. And Wait, was it for the DS? Sorry, I should be... No, it's for the Wii. It's for the Wii, and it's now been renamed to Xenoblade, because I guess they really like how Xeno does for their games. <laughs> it has no story connection to the other Xeno games whatsoever. Um, Takahashi did an interview that said, uh, most of the RPGs we've created had their main focus on story and cutscenes, but I think that approach has reached a dead end. This project got its start because we wanted to return to basics. We just wanted to create a fun adventure. We're trying to give the player a lot of freedom without having them feel lost. Um, I'm lost. Yeah, why? It's like, then why did you change the name to something that was so close to something that isn't? I know. That is, that is completely about the cinemas. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, wasn't Xenosaga like the movie where I got to kill things once in a while? All right, so this one, and man, the writing of them continues. This is a world composed of the dead bodies of two massive gods. One organic, the other <laughs> machine-based. Okay. So this is definitely the this same is, people. <laughs> this is getting better all the time. These two gods died after a pitched battle against each other, and now the creatures that have taken up residence on and within their corpses, human beings on the organic god and robots on the machine god, have picked up the battle where the deities left off. Wow. Um, (laughs) It's an open world. Uh, You'll be able to instantly warp back to any previously visited (laughs) location. You can instantly whack those gods down. (laughs) Warp back. (laughs) And let's see. So... There'll be features implemented to keep you from getting flustered and losing track of the story. Uh, okay, so battles will be take place seamlessly when you counter a visible enemy on the field map. Your party automatically attacks the enemy with standard weapons once they're close enough, and after that, you can choose to use special moves known as arts to deal more damage, heal your allies, or perform other actions. There are assorted battle systems in RPGs, but I don't think, but I didn't want one where you cut from the field map to a separate battle screen in this game. Takahashi noted, "I think changing the scene with every battle cuts off the flow of the game." Um, let's see, they're they're shooting for fifty to sixty hours, and we're, they don't want you to have to level grind too much if you're playing normally, and don't too much, and you don't have to watch cutscenes for ages at a time. <laughs> Apparently. Re- re- it's so funny from the Xenosaga people. As a result, I feel, think I think it'll feel less le- feel like less time to the player than it really is. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, that's unique for that is unique. All right, hmm. I'd be better off calling it Final Fantasy twelve two. I think I don't know. Doesn't sound much like a Xenosaga game. Nope. No, it does oh, not. Yeah, so why did they it's go like, with It's Zeno? like the complete reaction to a Xenosaga game, isn't it? It's like, we know that you were upset about this in Xenosaga, so we're going to make another game. And we're going to call it Xeno something, and it's going to be exactly what you didn't, you know, what you didn't like in that one. We're going to do exactly what you said in this one, but we're going to use the same name because we know you like X's. And don't worry, you still won't be able to understand the story. That's right. <laughs> As an added bonus. As an added bonus. <laughs> totally confusing story and plot. Well, it's you just, know, it's there just was, required. There's the whole, we had our, you know, we, we have to have our bit, and apparently confusing story is it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyone been, pl- been playing Star Trek Online? Well, somebody has been, <laughs> and those people have really wanted to walk around their ships, and... 
Uh, Cryptic has announced that they are planning to add that to the game. So they so want to make Eve. the game feel more like Star Trek. So I guess you'll be able to go down to main engineering and yell at Jordy. So that's what you Ray. want to do. That's what I always wanted to do with the game I'm not playing. Yeah. And I guess you get to go to the captain's quarters and chill out. <laughs> you know? That, you know, because I, I, I was so excited with all the walking I had to do in the Normandy. <laughs> and, 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 the Normandy and the Normandy is tiny compared to a Star Trek ship. Exactly. <laughs> You know, you, you can run the Normandy with about 20 people or, you know, a really small, glowing sphere. But you have to run a starship with like a thousand people. So it's like, do you just stand in the turbo lift for like Maybe 45 Maybe it's a defiant seconds? class. If you're in a defiant class, it's better, you know. Isn't it still like 80 to 100 people? I don't know. Who knows? Ooh, Metacritic uh, is trashing Star Trek Online. Yeah, not so good. Big surprise. Because it sucks. <laughs> not so much a big surprise level 5 has continued which what I'm going to classify as a third season of Inazuma 11 uh, since it seems to be like an anime styled soccer RPG for your DS they're coming they're out with a third game yeah, third game in the series and <laughs> so the first game you fought off high school students the second game you fought off aliens so now they're going off against <laughs> I like the, the one up writer Cat Bailey she actually did something good. Now it sounds like they're taking on the biggest challenge of all, foreigners. <laughs> Ooh. All right. We're never wow. going to see this game now. I know. <laughs> I guess they're going <laughs> yeah. to... Well, is it going to be English foreigners or American foreigners? You know, That's what I'm wondering. Because if it's soccer, I think it's probably it going to be, be English, Russian right? foreigners. Russian foreigners? I think that would be soccer awesome. Soccer big there? All right. Oh, I bet they're Chinese foreigners. Oh, no, no. If it's soccer, oh, it's Brazilian. If it's Japan and they really want to pick a fight, it's going to be Korean foreigners. Or China. No, it's Korean. They don't they don't get along too well. Um, I still think if you want soccer you gotta play Brazil. Let's just make the big list of who Japan doesn't get along with. <laughs> let's not. Let's just move <laughs> yeah, on. let's just get right on that. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I don't know. I just want them to bring over one of the games here. Okay. You know, any of them. I wanna try it. Looks fun. I I tried to play it on my uh DS um demo cartridge thing that I lent to Gaijin and he hasn't sent back yet and I don't I can't do it. <laughs> I can deal with that. Oh okay. That's good. It just happens to be the only copy of Inazuma or excuse me, Nino Kuni I have access to, but you know, whatever. It'll be okay. It's not like that was one of my favorite games on the DS it's considering not it was not Mass even Effect two or anything. Yeah. Uh even and that's it. You. Say what? Even Billy finished up before you. So Slow. I decided to stop and play through all of White Knight Chronicles. Excuse me. Hey, no excuse for that. Right. Well, why don't I give you my picks for the week? So, since we're talking about it already, all um, right. My pick for the week is StarCraft Two, <laughs> but unfortunately, <laughs> none of you can play it unless you're lucky. I got a I got a beta invite sometime yesterday, so I downloaded it last night. I played it for a couple hours and realized I still suck at StarCraft. But <laughs> I can play against the computer on very easy and beat it. So sweet. I've been too scared to even try an online match with a human. Is there? There's no campaign, right? No, this yeah, is what you want to play other only. humans because they haven't had five years to kick your butt. I'm sorry, but if you're good at StarCraft, you're going to be good at StarCraft too. Well, I just want to hear you cry, so it's okay. Oh, okay. It looks beautiful. <laughs> it plays well. I enjoyed upgrading all the races and just yeah. You know, I played well, one game with each race to try out upgrading them all and, and killing them and you know wiping out the opponents. Um, 
you can't set the computer to any higher difficulty than very easy. They really want you to play against like, you know, um, people. So people they're testing their network and stuff. So are you losing against very easy? No, I, I beat very easy, very easily. Oh, very easily. Well, that's good. Very easy is indeed very easy. They don't do anything. They're waiting. Kill me. Yay. Well, done. No, the Zerg opponent did the most. Because he played kind of like a Zerg player plays, where you just send people over like to wreak havoc in other people's bases throughout the entire match. But that's not an RPG. Um, I you know I also finally got around to people who have PS3. Um, Burnout Paradise complete pack. They they've got this Ooh. great thing going on right now where for twenty bucks you can get all the DLC that they released, all the pay DLC, like in the year after the free DLC. So you can get that all in one download. I picked that up. So I got Big Surf Island and everything now, and that's pretty cool. Um, that game is gigantic now. Um, and if you haven't bought Burnout Paradise, for 30 bucks you get this like Burnout Paradise complete pack. You just download it right to your PS3, and you have Wait, everything. Wait, so for 10 more dollars, you get the whole game? The whole game. The game is gigantic as is. You don't I even know. This is like one of the best deals on the system. Maybe the best deal on the system. So if you've been holding out on Burnout, now's the time. Jump in. Um, you get all the cars. I was driving around in my DeLorean last night with my floating tires, you know, <laughs> boosting with the fire trails behind it. it was awesome. I haven't, I haven't That's taken, the, I have not yet taken the Ecto One Cruiser for a spin yet, but you know, I, I should. Um, but no, you know, but other than that, really, the Olympics have really. That that's been my real pick for the week. I've just been watching Olympics, so I haven't been doing the much RPG playing. Yeah, lots of Olympics. So why don't somebody else? Did you see Nobunaga's Revenge? I did. I tweeted about <laughs> it. <laughs> Nobunari Oda, a descendant of Nobunaga Oda, like the old the dude that Nobunaga's Revenge and you know ambition, all those old NES games is based on. <laughs> it's like an actual descendant ice skating or yeah, figure skating. That's awesome. Oh, so what's up? Anyone have uh, anyone else have some good picks to talk about this week? Nope. I nominate Phil. Failed. Uh, let's say I have a pick. It probably may not be considered a good pick or anything, but uh, this week I've been playing uh, Castlevania uh, Chronicles or X or something or rather on the PSP. Uh, trying to unlock Symphony of the Night. The problem is I probably suck as a Castlevania player or something because I haven't quite unlocked it yet. So I'm having to play through the Richter's Richter's Castlevania story before I can get to the Symphony of the Night. We're going to be talking about it on the uh, upcoming backtrack in next week or the week after next. So trying to get prepared, do my journalistic homework and whatnot. It's real pretty on the PSP. Wh- which game was it? I'm sorry. Uh, Castlevania. Let me see here. I got it right here. Dracula X Chronicles. Oh, Dracula yeah. I heard really yeah, good things go. about that game. And that's it's, the one it, that comes with uh, two games, doesn't it? Oh yeah, see what it is. Um, you have to play. Yeah, you have to play. You have to play the 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 first one. It's um, it's the one that came out in Japan, never came out here. Yep. What was that one called? Rondo of Blood. Rondo of Blood. Yeah. Rondo Blood. Thank you. And um, but yeah, if you do certain, if you do a certain sequence of events, you unlock um, Symphony of the Night, which well, it's a is a certain arguably, sequence of events. Mm-hmm, which is arguably the better deal. You got to do something. This was this was the ironic thing. Last night, I had a friend who called me up on Skype, and it was late. I was tired. I wake up really early in the morning. It was already 11 p.m. at night, and I was telling him that I hadn't been able to uh, to get Symphony of the Night unlocked yet on this. 
And uh, so he quickly looks it up on Yahoo. He's like, well, first you've got to go to this boss, and you've got to let the boss do this and this and this. And then after you drop through here, you got – and I'm like, dude, I don't want to hear it right now. I'm tired. And he's like, no, no, it's really easy. You just got to do this and this and this. I'm like, dude, uh, you do it one more time. It's a 12-step program. We'll it's like a 12-step program. And, he's like, and I'm like, right now I just want to chill. That's too difficult for my bunny brain. He's like, there's nothing simpler than a platform. I hit the hang-up button. So <laughs> – <laughs> Yeah, but um, uh, yeah. So, so right now I'm working my way through that, but I'm enjoying, you know, while I'm working on it, I am enjoying the Rondo Blood part. It's, it's a, it's, uh, it's very pretty, and you know, the gameplay is top Castlevania gameplay. So, can't wait to get to Symphony of the Night though and experience, uh, experience what was one of the first uh, Castle, uh, you know, Metroidvania. Now that is a 3D remake of Symphony, right? Like um, uh, well, not 3D, but like a. An updated graphics version of Symphony yeah. that's included. Yeah, right? I'm pretty sure it's an updated graphics. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I have um, I have Symphony of the Night on the PSP already because I downloaded it on PSN, so I can play. It's a PS1 classic that you can play on your PSP or your PS3. So it's ah, interesting. so I've got so the I original. Could, you know, if I just want to pay 15 bucks, I don't have to go through the 12 step process. Um, I don't think it was 15. <laughs> I thought it was like five or six. Or five? Something. That's even better. Anything not to go through the 12 step process. Well, I think you're at the point. You should, you know. You said there's a third game in there too. Well, I'll let you play um, the, the, original. Uh, the original Rondo of Blood in its original. Oh, okay, but not the original Symphony of the Night in its original form. And didn't some people complain that the voice act? You know, there were some complaints that the the remake of Symphony wasn't as good as people were hoping for. But you know, whatever. It's still Symphony, and I think you can play as Maria in that one too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm switching. I tried both characters in Rondo. It lets you play as Maria. Uh... Well, I think I think they let you play as Maria in Symphony, which is something that you couldn't oh. do in our version of Symphony. Well, that'd be nice. I, I don't know all the history there, but I remember stuff like that. So, anyway, yeah. Um, so my other my other choice for pick of the week was going to be Castlevania too, but I, I don't think that would really fly. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long dark night. It's a terrible night for darkness, or something. yeah, we said it's a terrible night for a curse. Yeah, yeah, we made that yeah. joke last week. That was funny. Yeah. Yep. 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 So who's next? Robo Manny? I think Robo Manny should go next. Robo Manny. Okay, let me see. Um <laughs> What the heck was that? Robo was Manny. That it was a Electronica song. I am a freak a Zoid. Come on and turn never mind. No. So uh let me see what have I been doing. Now the <laughs> computer's finally fixed one hundred percent and I recovered what little data I could from my hard drive crash. And now that I found a backup modem to the one that was busted uh, I started playing some GTA, Lost in the Damned. Nice. I guess, if you like bikers. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. I don't play those things. Yeah, I figured this is an RPG podcast. Not much to talk about. I'm still playing through Across Age. But now that I finally... I, I didn't play too much of it because I didn't have a screen protector for What's my that? iPod just Cross yet. Cross Age? Uh, the Cross iPhone Age. RPG. Cross Age? I don't know that one. Across mm. Age, isn't it? It's with an A. Across Age. Yeah. You oh, talked about it last age. week? Oh. Yeah. I forgot already. I was wondering if... Well. I was hoping he'd get more copies so us with iPhones could play. But it hasn't happened, so I'm sad. I'll talk to Mac. I'll talk to Mac. <laughs> but um, right. you guys... I'm curious. Do you guys use screen protectors on your iPhones? iPod touches? He, he put one on when he gave it to me. Um, yeah, I, I didn't already had it on mine. Oh, okay. I did, well, whatever. I, so I, I didn't want to... I didn't play as much as it I took, wanted to because I didn't. Mm-hmm. 
It took me about 16, 17 hours before I got my first scratch on it, too. On the screen protector? Yeah. See, I'm glad I'm glad I waited a week. I didn't play very much cause until I, wait, I was waiting for the screen protector to arrive in the mail. You were worried about getting a scratch on your gra- glass screen from using your finger? Well, it's just I it's the, I need that device to be in my pocket all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was my problem is I just toss it in my pocket and I'm used to having my phone and then I toss my keys in my pocket. Yeah, you like, usually oh. don't want anything other than your phone in the pocket with it. You want it yeah, in I've like learned, the left I've pocket. learned that now, yeah. but I do you have put the keys in the other one, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I can know what my actual pick of the week is. Maybe your headphones. Your headphones week, can go with it. What's your What's your pick? My actual pick of the week is um iPod Touch screen protectors. <laughs> <laughs> Are they available? Did you on Did you find a good clear one that you like? Yeah, it's decent enough. Um, these new ones I I got like this uh, pack of five for like three dollars from Amazon.com. That's Free usually, shipping. Okay. Free What's shipping. What's the brand? <laughs> What's the brand? Yeah. How do people well, find what it? What do you recommend then? I don't know. I'm asking you. What What did you get? Uh, let me look at my order history. I've not it's been called, happy uh, with any that I've found. I like the one you got me. Yeah, that one. It it distorts the image though. You know. A little bit. I, I like clear ones. I'm I'm waiting. What I want to find is I want Corey to re- to release one because I love their screen oh. protectors for the PS4 oh, yeah. and the DS. That, that would be nice. You know, it's funny. My the, I I have the Hori screen protectors on my DSi, and for some reason, my DSi screen protectors are scratched completely up. This never happened because I have these same Hori screen protectors on my DS Lite, and this never happened. Oh. I think it's the stylus on the DSi. Oh, that's interesting. Like if you look at the tip of the stylus, it's actually harder. I've, I've like usually a, uh, found that I can clean those off pretty good, even when they seem scratched, because they're not. Oh, no, but... these are deep scratches. I'm oh, wondering okay. what's up with the stylus, because it just they seem to scratch it up pretty bad. Maybe you badly. should get a different stylus. Maybe it got an edge on you, it you know, You know what I found out is occasionally when using the stylus, there'll be a piece of dust or even possibly sand that you don't notice until it's a little too sand? late. But even a what, are you piece... playing at the beach? No, just a little speck of like oh. really fine sand when it gets between your DS tip of the pen and uh, or stylus and your screen can easily cause a scratch before you realize it's even there. It's yeah. just it, it, the fine dust that's as hard as sand can can yeah. do that without you realizing it. That's why so you get never a happened to my DS Lite. Never happened to my DS Lite though. So uh, I'm wondering. Like, Robo Manny. Uh, it turns you into a robot though. <laughs> but that's I use screen protectors on my DS for that. Because I've scratched up a DS before. So, yeah. I've never managed to scratch my DS, and that's the one thing that shocks me because I mm-hmm. do like Elite Beat Agents and all that stuff, and you're just pounding the crap on the screen. I'm like, eh, no problem. <laughs> oh, man, I, yeah. I started doing I I loved having protectors on as soon as I started playing Rub Rabbits because that you, you know, just so go weird. crazy on it. I mean, I played, um, what's it called? The Pokemon Circle Drawing Game on my DS Lite. Ranger. Ranger yeah, yeah, I played that one and I beat it. No scratches. <laughs> the Pokemon-themed play... Circle Drawing Game. <laughs> 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 um, uh, and then I play like maybe 10 minutes of Pokemon Platinum, which which involves like basically no... You tap other. it most of the time, yeah. And that now it's scratched to hell. So oh. I, I don't get it. Did you use a bad stylus or something? I, it, I, get, I used the one that came with my DSi. Oh. I think you should try and get a... You know, you got a DSi, right? So that means there's an extra stylus in the box. So just replace it, I guess. Try, yeah. try try, using the one that's in the box, the, the spare one. I had to use so. uh, the Pokemon stylus for Leap Beat Agents. But, you know, it's not an isolated incident. It happened to my friend. She she has the exact same DSi with the exact same screen protectors, and her stylus messed hers up even worse. And I noticed, well, though, that... protectors, I, right? Maybe it's just digging into the screen protector. You know, but I noticed those. I pulled out the stylus for the DS Lite, and I started using it on it, and you can't even feel the scratches anymore. 
Oh, neat. So it's, so it's like the DS Lite stylus floats above the scratches, whereas opposed to the DSi stylus digs in deeper and makes even more. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah, my pick of the week, screen protector, Amazon.com. You've got a great <laughs> pick so far. Michael, save us. Please have I a good can't, pick. Dude, or an anti-pick. Oh, you played more Ion. Okay. Yeah, that was the problem is that they did the XP weekend, and usually after the XP weekend, I'm like, oh, I'm burned out, can't play anymore. But I really started digging my character, so I played Ion a lot this week. Okay. I also joined a Legion, so now you're grumpy. Now you're grumpy? You're grumpy. Oh, why? Because I won't be coming back to Elios anytime soon. Oh. Well, that's great. I'm glad I started playing to play with you. I know. You'll have StarCraft too. You'll be okay. Eh, not really. <laughs> I'm just, I don't like multiplayer. So I, I was rather surprised. I, I hadn't done their beta sign up. So I, I thought for my best results, I should use my work computer. <laughs> yeah. For my stats. Yeah. And I was surprised that they needed that. Like, oh, here's your, here, run this application. Okay, we grabbed all your specs. Now you're in the invite system. I'm oh, like, you, you signed up for the beta? Yeah. Oh, just why? yesterday, though. So. I didn't know you cared. Um, I'm hoping for the Diablo 3 beta. It's for oh, all their. Oh, right, right, right. Yep. Fair enough. So, yeah. Hopefully my computer is a high enough spec. I, I do like yeah. that they've got on Battle.net now, um, you can actually add somebody's real name ID, so like like a Play Online account like in Final Fantasy XI, so that all the characters they make across various games you would still be friends with, so you don't have to add individual friends of every character they make. That'll be really oh, nice. Hooray. Yeah, so they're fixing don't it. Don't have to find 30 Anna alts? Yeah, just Anna. <laughs> That'd <Yay>! be very helpful. <laughs> All right, yeah, so I can't save you. Sorry. Uh, all right, I guess that's it for this week then. Um, Just Phil, do you have weeks. any deals? Uh, did I mention Amazon has a great deal on Final <laughs> Fantasy 13? Uh, GOG has uh, GOG, uh, goodoldgames.com, GOG.com, I mean, GOG.com, good old games. Um, they have uh, uh, Divine Divinity and Beyond Divinity for half price if you buy them both. If you buy them separately, they're 30% off. So Divine normally is, $15 Divine is the one that we just said there was a bad review of, or is this something else? No, that's Divinity 3. Oh. So this is the first two of the series. But I thought the first two also got reviewed poorly. It did. The first one did okay. It got uh, the second one got your famous two point five type. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, right. the, the, the second one didn't do so didn't do so great. It was it was it was pretty subpar. But the, the first one was between average and good. And why is this one called two? Um. Yeah. You know, I, I can't help you out with that. Um. Uh, Beyond Divinity was the first one. Divine Divinity was the second one. Maybe this is Divine oh, Divinity. Oh, this is Divine, Divine Divinity, Divinity two. two. Yeah. Yeah. Check that out. That's yeah. Thanks. So. Tales or maybe, or wait, or Divine Divinity Green was the first one. Beyond Divinity was the second one. I don't know. Anyways, if if you're into the if you're into the old hack and slash and boy, you just can't get enough Diablo and, and Sacred and whatnot then, and Torchlight, then I guess that's another fallback option. Plays really good on netbooks, by the way. So nice. there you go. No tablets don't, don't care. No tablet don't care. <laughs> 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 wow. I'm just imagine on that tablet you can play any iPhone game, right? Yeah. So I'm just imagining like a really big blown tablet version of some of these iPhone games. You know, having that on that big huge screen. I mean, will that make them look kind of pixelated or something? Or how will that work? Apple is perfect in everything they do. Okay, just checking. Oh. <laughs> just joking. I don't know, man. <laughs> it'll be the it'll be the real size of the iPhone right in the middle of the iPad. It'll just be that big. 
I mean, did you ever play? Did, did any of y'all ever play um, like some, you know, one of those games that was ported over to like the PlayStation or something like Final Fantasy, uh, the tower defense game that oh. was ported over from the iPhone? I played the one on the iPhone. The it was it was it was actually ported over from regular cell phones to the iPhone, and then it went to the Wii or something. Didn't you play that on my machines? I, I did. did. I played yeah. it on something. That was a PS3 or something. Uh, no, unless it was a demo. It might have been because you had your Japanese thing. It wasn't very good. No. I don't. I don't like that particular tower defense game. You know what I want to try as far as a defense game goes is my life as a Dark Lord. That actually yeah. looks interesting. Yeah, that's a good one. I got I that on the Wii. Huh? I haven't tried that I, yet. I don't know. Never gotten around to it. Got got it on the Wii. It's on the Wii, Mike. Isn't that a good enough answer? <laughs> yeah. Someday my Wii will work again. Yeah. Quick you question. won't. You too scared to even try it. What are you saying, I'm, man? No, I'm not scared. I just don't have it hooked up still. Yeah. I'm just wondering, does anyone here an achievement whore? No. No, they're silly. Waste no. of time. Next question. <laughs> oh, never mind. Then. No, for our listeners who are, what do you got for them? I was just wondering, is anyone excited or care about the announcement about Windows 7 mobile having Xbox oh. Live integration? No. I Because oh. I don't want a Windows phone. Thanks for four years ago. I mean, I remember going to a GDC, I think it was 2006. You went to an E3 where Bill Gates presented. No, 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 it wasn't because there was very good bacon. It had nothing to do with Bill Gates. Well, they said it again at the E3 press conference. The one where they they announced Halo 3. Oh, well, yeah, so this was the GDC before then. And it was like they were talking about how Windows Live would be basically Xbox Live in Windows. Velocity Girl. Really great idea that they never did. Yeah, that failed. Games for Windows Live, they brought it out, and now it's turned into just a, a Steam competitor, a really bad Steam competitor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But but your game room games, you'll be able to download. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Windows 7, it looks like a Zune on a phone, right? Which is supposed to be cool. You know, which makes it interesting, because if, if Microsoft made an iPod Touch equivalent of that, so like a Zune with Windows Live integration, I People mean, People still Xbox wouldn't want Live. it because it doesn't have iTunes. That's the biggest flaw of the Zune. That's why mm-hmm. it's not taking off. And it doesn't work on a Mac, so yeah, it doesn't. Work. It does work on a Mac, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. No. The Zoom? I don't think the so. Zoom software does not work on a Mac. Oh, I thought they were porting it. Maybe they are, but they're not done. So, well, that was exciting. Hmm, that's too bad. <laughs> oh, someone's got some stuff working on the Mac, but they must be using a third-party program. Yeah, that's what Google's saying. Is it, apparently they've got some people gotten it to work, but it doesn't currently support it. Yeah, that is unfortunate. Yep. Yeah. So Windows Seven Phone, I should care about that. It's a big tech story. It's just I don't know. I mean, don't we have enough phone things now? We got We're a Google phone. We got a Windows phone. We got the iPhone. And we got BlackBerry. It's like yeah, what else people still Blackberries. For so Palm. I just I liked only having two, I, only having to worry about Android and iPhone OS. You know, and now I got to worry about Windows again. I don't want more distractions. I just want to, I just want to use a. F- I want my phone to just be the best and never have to think about it again. Don't you want to check your avatar on the road and like maybe put new hats on them? <laughs> no. Ugh. I I w- what I wish is that Microsoft put out like a good Xbox Live program for the iPhone. That's true. Right. Working sense to me, with Apple, you know? no, it, it doesn't. They do work with Apple. Not all the, the time. Office division. Yeah, the Office division does because they realized that they had no competition there. Yeah. 
But when you're doing a direct competition with the other thing, you don't want to say, oh, yeah, well, we're going to compete with you. But by Microsoft all your does products. that. Microsoft does do that. They're, they they're one of the few companies Apple. that there's does do that. They don't, yeah. it, I don't know why, but they're so, they won't work with Apple. You know, it's so. true. I wish they would treat Xbox Live like a, a, a service platform instead of an exclusive feature. Yeah. Like, yep. So. Well, maybe the next one. Uh, there's a lot of things that'd be pretty cool if people treated it like a service pr- platform, but people seem to want to hold on to it. It's interesting. Oh, now there's yeah, yeah. And now that people want to delay b- release of DVDs because we need to get more DVD sales, so you can't rent them for an extra thirty days. You know, there's all that crap going on. Everyone just yeah. I'm still not pleased with the use game system they're trying to do right now. So oh, the well. use game system. Well, yeah, now when you buy the game new, you get stuff. But when you buy it used, you just have to buy more stuff to get the same game you would have bought new. Mm. All right, well, let's wrap up because that's a depressing end. I'm sorry, people. Um, <laughs> what, what game should people be playing right now to hold off till till second Christmas? The uh, second Christmas. Uh, yeah, finish up Mass Effect. Uh, Heavy yeah, Rain finish Mass Effect 2. Yeah, try that Heavy Rain demo if you haven't. See if that Heavy see if you Rain's like that looking in a pretty days. good, yeah. Yeah, Lunar's yeah, coming out uh, not this week, but the next week. What were you, what did you just say? I was just saying, see how good of a dad you are. See how good of a dad you are, yep. There you um, go, because... Yeah, that. spend all your time with your family now, so we need to seclude yourself no, for the second no, no, Christmas. No, no, in, in no, heavy, in Heavy Rain, um, you no, have I'm to be a good dad. That's not a bad uh, idea. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it wasn't a bad idea to get your kid time in before the second Yeah, Christmas. get your kid time in before yeah, second you can Christmas. Really, I'm sure you can just you know load that all up front and then have multiple days where you don't have to be a dad anymore. I'm sure that's exactly how it works. Sorry, honey. You My got your dream. time last week. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you can't have it all the time. <laughs> I, just, I imagine she'll be saying that to you for like the next six months after that. Ouch. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you on the couch. And I'm like, okay, I got a controller there. yeah all right well let's wrap up thanks for everyone for being with us if you'd like to leave us feedback go to our message board at board.rpgamer.com you can also join us live every week at 9 a.m pacific noon eastern at rpgamer.com slash live um you can also follow us on ustream channel uh, our username is rpgamer you can follow us on twitter twitter.com slash rpgamer um you can also email your feedback at podcast at rpgamer.com we'd love to read your tweets your emails you can also email us an audio file of you talking at us and we'll play your recording on the air. You can also leave us a voicemail at the number that I always forget. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. 608-729-4098. And um, wow, two hours ago, we just got a voicemail. Do you want to listen to the voicemail? During the show? Yeah. I'm game. It'd be a better uh, way out than we just had. Better way out than we just had. Um, You can (laughs) can leave a voicemail. 608-729-4098. You can leave a voicemail and you can be on the show just like this. Let's see how smoothly I can do this. Uh, Inbox. Okay, here we go. This will be edited in post. Don't worry. Dun, 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 dun. Hey guys, it's Jesus. First thing off, a couple of corrections. While base Blu-ray disc is 25 gigs, DS3 games usually come on dual-layer Blu-rays, which are um, which are a maximum of 50. By contrast, the double-layer discs that the Xbox 360 uses, the double-layer DVDs. I think Master Chief has decided he's the technical editor of our podcast. Although there are usually um, there are usually some 
some space reserved on either for security stuff. Um, about reviews, I mean, I, I, of course they're the opinion of the person writing them. Oh, he's going to open this up again. The <laughs> issue with reviews is that, is that you have to find someone that you trust. Well, um, someone that has your taste, someone that you're on the same beat with. You know, I, I don't want to hear you guys reviewing sports games because I know that you're not gonna, you're not gonna. Hey, be I love sports, sports games. Score. That's right. Uh, you're not gonna know. Um, <laughs> What's the sport? Blitzball. It's like blitzball. Um, okay, cool. Blitzball. Sports game, right. guys from One Up. Assuming they're still there anyway. To um, to <laughs> most of them RPGs. aren't actually on that podcast. You know, they don't, <laughs> yeah, they're they gone. Never did strike they, me they as still being dialed in. Into only the RPG like one of them works there still. So that's so that's a big um. That's a big issue with me. And I really don't see the point of review scores. The, the, only, the only reason review scores exist is because a lot of, um, a lot of reviewers are not very entertaining. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you guys. There are some of you guys. But, um, he called you vanilla, so you going to take that? A lot of reviewers, they don't know how to write a good, you know, easy to read, enjoyable, um, enjoyable text. So, so a lot of it. So, I I would like to see you know better written reviews instead of instead of just having the number or whatever. Video reviews also help if it's, a, hey, if it's at all possible. You, go, you know, especially with you guys, you have a bit of a personality about you. You can make it entertaining. We have um, a bit of personality. Only a little Just a little bit. To, uh, to to reviewing by with scores. Um. Lastly, topic. Here's a um. Ah, screw it. I don't have a topic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hisses. <laughs> I love that. Screw it. I don't have a topic. I don't have a topic. <laughs> screw it Who all. Am Who am I kidding? Oh, wow. that's awesome. Oh, that was fun. All right. Well, that's yeah. You call in and you go, leave us your own voicemail six zero eight seven two nine four zero nine eight. Um, we'll talk to you next week. I think that's it. Um, until then, everyone have fun and um, get ready for next month. No, how does yeah. time is over? No, no. How, how's that? Have fun. Send feedback or leave a complaint. Is that, is that how Major Nelson's ends? I don't know. No, all right. Um, please send us feedback or leave us a complaint in the thread. Until then, we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Later.